0: Yo, what's up Bryce, it's Ozzy Just stopping by to let you know how proud I am of your success with the podcast Keep going brother I also heard you've been supporting my OnlyFans too, so hang in there, don't worry. my content's gonna get much more spicy. And I just wanna say thanks again and uh It's a it's a it's a Purple Pants Podcast. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants,
1: it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the purple pants podcast, you better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast, you trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast, you trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the Purple Pants, yeah, yeah. it's the Purple Pants. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am so humbly honored that you have decided to click that button and take a listen. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and woo, baby. Have we been through a week since the last podcast? Okay, a week, 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 week. baby. A week of uncertainty. Okay, a week of division, a week of counting. Okay, baby boy was about to fly to some of these states and help counties vote. But it's been a lot. And I am sure like any of you, it has heavily weighed on your mind, your body and your body and your soul, okay, because I know for myself, baby, I might have went through two to three boxes of wine just to keep my sanity, but I am so happy that we've made it to the other side, I'm even more elated that you guys are listening to this week's episode, now if you could do your baby boy a favor... Whether you've been listening for a long time, whether you just pop in and out, or whether you are a new listener, if you could, please make sure you subscribe to my podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. If you could make sure you write a review, your reviews help me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, what I can improve. And if you could definitely make sure you give your baby boy some five stars, I would so appreciate it. So what's the tea? What's been going on? I know, y'all. I know. We are living in such a crazy, crazy time. The world is so divided. The world is some half of the world is happy. Other than half of the world is saying count the votes. Other half of the world is saying stop the votes. Other half of the world is saying a whole bunch of stuff. And then it's crazy. And, you know, for me, it's so hard. Because I want to be able to see everyone's side. I want to be able to hear everyone's voice. I want to be able to, you know, I want to be a piece. I I want to spread the faith. I want to, you know, but at sometimes it gets so hard for myself. And especially in this community that I'm in, everyone seems to be divided. Everyone seems to just be at odds and... I, I, I don't have an answer for that. You know, I really just truly believe that if we all could just take a break, take a breath. OK, and if we could all focus on what brings us together instead of focusing on what tears us apart and i know that it's so hard because it's it's truly deeply rooted and i have not been shy about my opinion on where i stand on things um however i do realize that there is a whole other side of the world that you know may not believe in the things that i believe in um but I really feel that if you take a look at yourself, you take a look at the people that aren't like you, take a look at the things that we've been going through, other people have been going through, the systematic racism, the oppression, the killing of unarmed black men, the displacement of children without their, it's just so much. And if we could just open our hearts and have compassion and take yourself out of it and take a look at what your neighbor or what somebody that is not like you might be going through. I really feel like that could help heal our wounds. Now, this ain't, you know, this wound that we've been going through, this ain't nothing new. This ain't nothing that I've created. This ain't nothing that you've created. This is something that has been embedded in our country and it's not going to get better overnight. But what I do believe is that how it can help is if that we extend an olive branch. We extend love if we spread the faith. And that's all you can do. And as long as you do your part and I do my part, we can maybe come together. But it's no easy task. But nothing in life that's worth having has ever been easy and so I just, you know, I'm praying for healing. I'm praying for safety. I'm praying for a lot of things during this time. Um, I am happy in the sense of the outcome just for my personal safety, uh, for my personal beliefs. And, you know, for the trans people around the world, the people of color that, you know, we have some normalcy. And I understand some people may not agree with that, and that's completely fine, and that's well within your right not to agree with it. But at the end of the day, I just ask that you look at it from somebody like me, somebody that you don't know, that you know over these past couple of years have been oppressed, have been overlooked. But I don't want to go on to preach because it's de- that's just on my heart, and it's just it saddens me to see how divided we are. And I don't necessarily see an end in sight, but I truly hope that if whether or not you can't get on the same page about certain things, but just know if you cut any of us, we bleed. Okay. If you hurt any of our feelings, we hurt. And I I really hope that if we could get down to a deeper level of something like that, that, and, and guess what? We all don't have to agree. Nobody ever in this world agrees on everything. And I think that that's important for people to realize and to understand. But we got to have respect. You got to have decency. You've got to. okay? Mother Barb always said, treat others how you want to be treated, even in the face when they are throwing sticks and they are throwing stones at you. And trust me, I've had to endure this my whole life. Okay, I've been teased my whole life. I've been made fun of my whole life. And my mom has always said, no matter what, treat others how you want to be treated and that never rings so true than what is going on right now so again you don't have to like the decisions you don't have to but respect others okay and i'm not talking about these political parties i'm just talking about human beings because some of the stuff that i see i don't agree with i don't like and i just really wish that we could all get back to a place of understanding but sometimes it is difficult because in this country, you know, there has been, you know, not a lot of that. OK, in and, and the root of our country. OK, and sometimes and again, I, I, I've always said it. I've always been a, a historian in my life. I've always loved world civilization, American history. If we don't know our history, baby. Okay, listen, the future sometimes can be uncertain, and you've got to realize we've been through this time and time again in the civil rights, okay, and slavery women's voting it's just it's always divided our country but we i feel like and with this new generation the younger generation that is below me well and not really below me because y'all know i'm part of the gen z but you know i really feel like this new generation has love has compassion and we really need to help facilitate that um i don't want to go on and preaching and preaching but i just have to i i could not do my podcast if i did not talk about this and if i did not say how heavy my heart is uh, just to, to see the divide, but at the same time, how uplifted I am at the same time to know that we have, okay, an African American female. As vice president, when I look at my nieces, when I look at my godchildren, and they have something to look up that has never, ever, 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 ever been in this country. So they know that the sky is the limit. Uncle Bryce always tells them that. But now that they can see that, that the sky is the limit. America is the home of the great, and that, you know, the opportunity is endless. And I think that if we focus more on things like that, baby, we'd be in a better place. Okay? So I'm asking skin spread the faith okay treat others how you want to be treated in this and in, in spite of how they may treat you in spite of what they may say to you in spite of what they may do to you okay my mom has always taught me that and that is literally the mantra that I live by and trust me I can tell you from firsthand experience it ain't always easy okay I'm on a roll for a better brace okay and sometimes it may take a day sometimes you know you can't just respond but Putting others and treating them How you want to be treated I definitely think is a step In the right direction Um, And just thank you for letting me Get on my soapbox and speak it Because bang bang You know it's a lot Feel like I'm losing friends Left and right People that I've you know Consider brothers People that I've considered Family members And it's just so divided And it's like we don't have To always agree And I know that My purple pants posse I know some of y'all Have to be going through that as well Because it's just So relevant in this time but you know If you a purple pants posse, I know that, listen, we got to do better. We have to hold ourselves to a higher standard and we're going to spread faith. We're going to spread love. We're going to spread compassion. We are going to treat others how we want to be treated. And again, I can't stress that enough. Not just when they being nice to us, but in the face of, okay, in the face of adversity, that really shows you a person's character. And you know, that that's truly how I live my life. And that's truly how I, I hope hope that others can be inspired by that because again I've been very honest I've been very vocal about my experience and what I've experienced on this earth for 20 something years and I've not always I feel like I always get the short end of the stick. I always feel like I'm never heard I'm always feel like if I I speak up people they always discredit me oh he's black he's gay like I, I always do that but I always I always rise above it and I always like to think the best and I always like to try to see the best in others because when you can hear humanize someone when you can say oh that's he's the same age as my mom oh he's the same age as my son oh he like i I feel like you can see a different side of someone now i'm not saying it's easy no 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 no. it's not it's it takes practice okay and whatever it is, you believe in God, okay, you believe in the sun, you believe in the moon, you believe in meditation. Sometimes you have to channel that inner power and believe me, we not, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the faith that if you extend that out of the branch, then guess what? Maybe someday, somehow in their road, they will extend it somewhere else. And so that's what we have to believe in. And that's what I believe in. But listen, we're going to get to this episode, okay? Because, baby, y'all got me up here spilling my guts. But, again, I know I probably said this eight times, but it's been heavy on my heart. And I felt as though I just had to share it. And, yes, but I am excited for this week's episode, okay? What y'all been up to? I want to know what y'all been eating, what y'all been drinking. Because, baby, in this week alone, Okay, baby boy probably put on like 80 pounds. I ain't even lying. I ain't even lying. Okay, now 40 of the pounds might went to my behind and I ain't mad at that. Clap, 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 clap. That was a little uh uh twerk in the seat. Okay, hold on. Let me do it again. Clap, 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 clap. Okay, but listen, my best friend is getting married. She has asked me to be the man of honor and she's getting married in April. So baby boy got to get snatched. I got to get rid of this pandemic weight. This election weight, okay? Now, I say all of that to say, meanwhile, I'm drinking me some Tito's, okay? Because I had the box. Buy- now, missing, I had some box wine. I went through the box wine, and I think Wendell had bought me a big bottle of Tito's for Christmas, and I had put it up, you know, just in case I had no alcohol and it wasn't a pay week. Baby, I had to snatch that Tito's out this way. So, I am drinking some Tito's and some orange juice with some Diet Canada Dry Soda. That's because it's the only thing I had in my house. But, Okay. So I'm saying that, but I am got to get this body together. Okay. I got to work on it. And so we all got to get on a road to a better us, but this episode is amazing. So let me give you the rundown of this week's episode. So for this week right here, we got the church announcements, okay? And on the menu this week, we've got Jatia Hart Taylor Beck breaking down the last two episodes of Real Housewife of Potomac. We've got Brooke Kamhai, the winner of season 29 of The Amazing Race, breaking down last week's episode of The Amazing Race. We've got your boy, Gangsta Gurry, back for some much needed purple pants premonitions. We've got the purple pants picks. We got advice with Bryce. and we got, ooh, you don't want to miss this one. The freak of the week. So yes, your baby boy knows it's been a stressful couple of months, a stressful couple of days, but listen, put all of that to the back of your mind and let's get into these church announcements.
0: Welcome to
2: church. welcome to church. It's a
1: church
3: announcement so now
2: church.
1: On this week's church announcements, I've just got two important messages. The first message that I've already went on and on and on about, but I felt like it was important to put it, on this segment was remember no matter red blue black white purple male female binary transgender treat others how you would like to be treated okay and in the face of adversity don't buy into what they are doing to you buy into what you do in return show love Show compassion And that is the way That I live my life And I really hope That my purple pants posse Can take something from that That no matter what We are faced with We go high We treat others How we want to be treated And I just thought That that was just so important For me to again Drive that point home The next church announcements I just want you to know That the hot girl summer calendars The Bryce Isaiah zaddy calendars They going like hot so you better click the link in my twitter and instagram bio or just go to bryce-isaiah.myshopify.com and bless your life okay get them get them while they hot because they going like hot cakes i've also got the new purple pants podcast 2.0 hoodies i've got pins i've got coasters i got keychains i got stickers i got all that you need so what you doing okay click the link and bless your life, bless it. Come on, bless your life with some purple pants merch. Oh, bless your life with some purple pants merch. Come on, choir, bless your life with some purple pants merch. Let's get into this meat and potatoes. It's a man who, it's a man you, Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, meat and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week with the Real Housewives of Potomac With my Real Housewife of Potomac, Arch Nemesis Who happens to be my Kageyan sister, Jatia Hart Taylor Or no, I'm ooh, trying to butchering your name Jatia Taylor Hart Yes, okay?
2: and i like to say that I have three degrees <laughs> so How many I, degrees? I have three degrees So i just like to point that out yeah okay
1: child so. what fast food chain was you named after <laughs>
2: well it was this little place in Miami it's out of business now named Jatia's so okay
1: <laughs> yes come <laughs> on
2: total Co- and utter lie.
1: <laughs> come on Coco Beach okay
2: <laughs> oh my goodness this
1: so we funny. are here yes Jatia's mic is clear mm. okay mm. yes no, no slithering this episode so last week's episode <laughs> Last week's episode was kind of sort of dry. Um, uh, we had the bedazzle or embellish Robin had yes. embellish, Okay, I still ain't get my hat because they still on back order. No shade to Robin. Um, but that sound like shade.
2: I'm just kidding.
1: no, it's no shade. Me as a young entrepreneur who sells products, you know the Bryce Isaiah 2022 20, Zaddy calendar, hot girl calendar are available. Click the link in my bio. Okay, so I understand Robin. I get. Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. What's the calendar? I didn't hear the calendar names.
1: <laughs> it's the Hot Girl Summer oh. and the Zatsy calendar are available as well as the Purple Pants Podcast 2.0 hoodies. Okay, as stickers, keychains, coasters, and pins. Okay, listen, baby. W- listen, I got a whole holiday shop.
2: Yeah, so I would just like to give a little shout out to the Hot Girl Summer Calendar. Um, I am in it, of course, Miss September, yes. and you can hear all about the calendar over on Rob Hetzel Podcast, The Hot Girl. What is it, Hot Girl Summer? <laughs> yes he said it. Girl, so you was perfect. ready. I was, you ready. was Oh my god, I'm you so were, prepared. I'm so prepared. You are
1: so corny and so ready. Girl, you could slither on out of here. Okay.
2: But I was I was holding that one. I was like, "Yes, I got it." It was hilarious hearing him say that word. Well, Summer. I was like I almost have it like as my text alert. Summer. So loving it.
1: Yes. So at the Embellish, well, even before the Embellish when Wendy had her women's vote okay and i think that we've learned this week that bay bay every vote counts okay
2: <laughs> really really okay so, every vote so polls, counts honey everybody was there It was like the club like everybody was holding and waiting up for this one so that is shout out to that and hopefully it is resolved in my mind and i hope everybody else will realize that it's also resolved so thanks for getting out the vote
1: yes 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 and spread the faith so at the get out and vote rally that wendy had she at the end of it candace and uh karen walked down had a little conversation because a birdie had told Mm. okay the tea was out that well I guess it's like a two part we find out that episode that Karen actually was the one that told Candace that like well listen somebody put their hands on me I'm going to the law and so you know Candace was really feeling like Karen was not holding uh Monique Monique
2: accountable yes
1: accountable which I I mean Mm -hmm. I I kind of agree with kind of don't I don't really feel as though Karen has and I I hate to use the word publicly shame but I don't really feel like Karen has held Monique's hand to the fire as she should now you can still be a good friend to both of them and also say like I don't condone what she has done and I want better for her I don't feel like Karen has done that I feel like Karen's kind of sort of like holding her hand but I mean I get it she's her friend friend So but-
2: I don't care what you or I can just think about <laughs> Karen's behavior. I just think that's like redirecting. Like, be mad at the girl who tried no, to kick it's behind. Not, no, don't try to push it on your friend. You no, it tell no. Her how to react. You cannot. No, tell you can, woman okay. how to
1: react. Okay, so I agree. You can't tell her how to react, but don't come up in my face, be smiling in my face. Then, then listen. Then you, we can end the friendship now. Cause uh, t- we can end the friendship now. I just feel like Karen is very vocal. On Candace's side but just not on Monique's side but I do I can put myself in Karen's position and a lot of the times I'm in the middle of, of friendships so I can relate to that you have to slither um, mm. and you have to kind of like walk both sides now during that conversation Wendy slithered on oh, down the steps God. and so kind of sort of
2: again I just want to give a shout out to Karen's outfit which was the bomb um, It was and all right. It was cute. And then here come Wendy in her praise dance. Outfit. Wendy's
1: outfit was cute too. What you not going to do is outfit it, shame she Wendy. She looked Win-
2: like she was about to mime at the Pentecostal church and <laughs> snakes out of basket. Um, not that there's Did I ever tell you, you
1: that Barb it? used to mime? Barb at our church she, used to, she was a part of the mime team.
2: <laughs> I bet you she was bomb too. Not she was like killing me, it. She used flittering. to kill it back
1: in the day wasn't yeah. even back in the day. It wasn't even that long ago. And since we're talking outfits, I don't know if I said this already, but I don't mind Wendy's outfits. It's just Wendy's makeup for me. It just oh. seems her, her makeup is just, it'd be like birthday caked on. Like, girl, you, you could just take a layer off, but. <laughs> Wendy yeah. came down And I, we know Wendy Is team Candace And Wendy Had the same point That I had That Karen is not Holding Monique's hand To the fire As she should
2: Karen had the same point I had Mind your damn Motherfucker
1: <laughs> <laughs> But listen Wendy's got 20 degrees So huh? it doesn't matter So I And then They got into this fight Where Karen was like I don't care how many Degrees you have uh, You sound, you sound uneducated ignorant.
2: You sound ignorant. That's what she told her
1: And so Wendy Took offense to that Because Wendy is uh, A child a fir- now correct me Because you know me My English be bad She is a first generation American Her family came from Nigeria And so I understand that Her, her response to Karen Was kind of seemed like off whim. But as we watch this week's episode and and we see the whole mantra of Wendy is that she's very proud of her degrees in the sense that her parents were huge on her. So I feel like when somebody is attacking her degree, it's not like, I I, I think it's hard for her to, to take that shade because it means so much more to her. And so I'm gonna give her grace on that.
2: So <clears throat> as a person with a PhD, fellow doctorate, um i understand where she's coming from where she wants to be very proud and i think a lot of people don't understand all the work that goes into it but at a certain point in time baby you got to let it go you got to button it up and keep it buttoned because she just keeps coming up and i just think she's defensive she i mean this is a pattern with her she never lets anything go
1: this is coming from the same person that had a sip of tequila and told me to call her dr jatia okay (laughs)
2: let me tell you something (laughs) i introduced myself like that at Every meeting.
1: So. I ain't even mad though. I ain't even mad. You better call me Dr. Hart. Correct. But, so Giselle, kind of, sort of, you know, she had a hand in that because she stirred the pot with Wendy and telling her, um, about what Karen had said when Karen, oh, so here we go. So, then Karen and Giselle and, uh, Robin went out to tea that episode and they were spilling some tea that Wendy had told them when they went to Monique's house- About when Karen was like I high invested in my man And I want my money back
2: <laughs> Don't be playing with my girl. She did not sound like that. She That's was what she sounded like. To let people in and share a little bit, and I think she was just being kind of jokey. I mean, like no, she's she, uh, you you don't
1: joke she about
2: this is Black Bill Gates. So
1: and she want her money back. Okay, Correct. La Ladom sa- La <laughs> saved them. Okay, and she want her money back. So Wendy brought that to Giselle and Robin, and Giselle and Robin sat Karen down. Um, which again, I feel like. If they were all real friends, this would be a real friend moment. And I am, you know, man enough to say that, yes, Giselle is one of my favorite characters, but she has a tendency to be messy. Mm-hmm. And her bringing this up to Karen was kind of sort of messy in in the sense, because for real, for real, if you really care enough about that, girl, you will call me and come to my house, not have Giselle, like, you know, not bring Robin. Um, And like Karen said, anytime I go meet up with the, the green-eyed bandits, I'm always on guard. Correct. And so... Facts. So she when... Karen replied to that. She basically was like, no, my institution is intact. And then that's when Karen brought up Wendy and was like, well, when she slithered down the steps.
2: Okay, this has got to be my favorite part of the season (laughs) so far. Um, The whole slithering and then the the slithering slide out the door was hilarious. (laughs) Yes. and Wendy did slither she came down there she had an agenda <laughs> she was gonna let you know people know her opinion she really had no business being there so it's interesting well as
1: because- the host she was hosting the party she noticed that two of her guests had went to the basement so as any good host would go to the basement to say like hey what's up checking on you guys and then she happens to kind of come in on a heated exchange and she gave her opinion oh
2: you really trying to stretch this uh, I no. ain't stretching nothing yeah that's str- you come no there was a conversation that did not involve you and you inserted yourself very forcefully force more forceful than the original two participants in the conversation she need to go ahead and slither right on back (laughs) up those steps in a praise (laughs) dance it's probably time for her to go on um (laughs) she need to stretch i don't know but she she just inserted herself i don't think she she doesn't really have a strong storyline to me and so i think she's just trying to stir stuff up but not in a good way like giselle doesn't
1: whatever so the episode ended with candace finding out that monique dun, 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 has filed a countersuit for second degree assault on her now monique needs to go somewhere with that okay oh bye bye monique now I, now I, that's I a agree. stretch so and i feel i agree
2: i agree with that um but this is the thing like Um, This is the big lease, boo-boo. Candace, like, I don't know why you thought you were going to, you know, throw stones and not get stones thrown back at you. I don't think she should have filed it. Let me say that. I don't think Monique should have filed it. But she was doing legal maneuvers and she got the money because if you don't remember, she has four homes.
1: Um, (laughs) How many houses do you have? Oh, you don't have a house? Four homes. No, (laughs) actually, I
2: have four homes. Um, So look that you you want to get down in the mud with the pigs you're gonna get dirty
1: so we also saw on this episode that candace uh, as a form of uh i'm about to say stretching as a form of releasing uh, (laughs) i can't even talk as a form of stress relief she's been working on a song and Mm -hmm. here's my thing Mm -hmm. i'm always one for a real housewife uh bop okay now this is the one thing that i'm just get so confused about candace is that this was a song that she wrote that she performed on her wedding day to her husband Mm, and And horrible then no girl keep no no now see now you're hating okay it's called icu but this is the thing that i'm confused about so she's working on the remix now you know me i love to support so i went to my good old itunes and i see the original song and then there's another like remix that came out in 2019 Oh, come on, Candace. Come on,
0: Candace.
1: Come on, Candace. Drop the note. Come on. Come on. Where you at, Candace? Oh, Ooh. anyway, so what I'm confused as is that, well, girl, did the remix come out already? Because there's a remix from 2019 on the iTunes and it sounds like the remix that you're working on. The only thing is it got these rappers. Girl, you can miss me with the rappers. Can you drop the remix without the rappers? Because I will buy it. Because listen, I love me a jam. So, but I'll
2: tell you, the beat was hot. The beat was hot. Um, she, and I think she can sing. I think she's a, a you know, a solid singer. Um, But meh. Yeah. I mean, no, the
1: I, remix I, is hot. I'ma be. send you the remix, girl. I'ma send you the remix, and when you are doing your workout in the gym, play. Like I think the remix is cute. The remix is way better than the original song. Okay, but anyway, I take
2: I take a tardy for the
1: party. Okay, now, oh, girl, don't you even start me.
2: Now this was my jam. Uh, uh, the
1: don't be tardy for the party. Now hold up, we go. Sorry, purple bears posse. The don't be tardy party for the, for the, the party. party. party.
2: Oh, don't oh, be tardy for, the, for party. the party. Come on, Kim Zodiak, Berman. Hey, hey, hurry up, bitch. Don't be late. late. I'll
1: meet you at the place. I've waiting for. it. It's we a weekend. I'll my break. Okay, sorry. Okay, listen, listen. I'm
2: gonna lie. That's the bop. <laughs> don't
1: get me started on tardy for the party. Okay.
2: Tardy for the party was high. I ain't gonna lie. So. I
1: need this? to get her money, though, but, you know. Okay, know. okay, listen, okay. Girl, slither her, her coin. For real. So, anyway, we know this episode starts off with they are going to Portugal. Now, mind you, one thing that kind of threw me for a loop on this episode was that I've been to Portugal. I've been to the capital of Portugal. I've been to Lis Lisbon. And, baby, it didn't take me 18 hours to get to Portugal. And I didn't know Portugal was that big of a country because I felt like my plane ride was, like, six to eight hours. That so. Sounds-
2: I fly to um, England. My husband is English and we fly there and it doesn't even take that long. So, I don't know if they had a layover or something. Right. I'm like, girl, what? what? Bravo got y'all flying Spirit? Like, I'm confused. (laughs) Spirit, Lord. You won't get nowhere.
1: So, they are going to Portugal, amazing country, beautiful people. Uh, The food is delicious. Ooh, ciao. So they're in Portugal. And a lot of the things that happen in Portugal this week are, well, first of all, before they go to Portugal, uh, Monique and Karen meet up. And, you know, Ashley has actually told Monique because, you know, Ashley got the tea and Ashley dropped the dime that... Karen told Candace that, you know, she would file charges. So, you know, Monique is feeling some type of way. They're going out to lunch before this trip. And Karen basically is saying, I just want you to know that we're going to Portugal and you haven't been invited. And Monique takes it pretty well. I have to admit, like, you know, Monique's like, no, sure, no, fine. And, you know, Karen just says how much of a pickle that she feels that she's in uh, being friends with both of them and I think it's so funny because Monique is like well uh and Karen's like our friendship isn't broken we've just got a scratch and Monique's like well, yeah that was our friendship last year be careful but here's the thing Karen ain't fighting okay Karen ain't choking a hoe out Monique Karen ain't running around a park a lot saying I'm gonna kill that bitch okay mm-hmm. Monique
2: <laughs>
1: just saying that is I know that's your girl
2: I mean I think I think she was wrong so yeah so yeah point blank think- period Period. I don't think Karen was wrong. but look, I'm clearly this 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 season I have to say I am team Karen. Karen, I'm all all about it because you can't be mad at her. She living her best life and you choking bitches out, you filing charges, <laughs> you writing stupid ass post-its and y'all getting mad at her. Don't don't look, y'all need y'all need therapy or some other kind of release. Leave Karen alone, okay?
1: So we also see Ashley before we're going on the trip, prepping her husband, Michael, for her girl's trip. She's got a nanny during the day. Michael's going to be at home. Um, and you know, she's really, you, this is the first girl trip since the last girl trip when Michael got caught up with a stripper. Okay. So Ashley is really doing a good job in trusting her husband, um, because I don't think that it could be me. Although I don't have a husband. I don't have a man. Um, you know, I got some friends, but I don't have like none of that. But baby, I don't know if i will be going on a trip that soon. Um, So we get to portugal um all of the ladies are checking in calling their husbands calling their boyfriends and we get to this first dinner which is quite delicious i would say um and there's a lot of things that go on in the dinner um we find out that wendy is actually named and so i don't know how tell me how you felt about that story i actually the, when i first thought of it i was like oh that is Russia as hell but at the same time wendy shares with really us cute. yeah no i thought it was really cute but when, when i first heard it i was like oh girl you need Named after Wendy's, the home of the frosty. But Wendy tells us the story that you know her father's from Nigeria when he first got a job here in America. He worked at a fast food restaurant, which we know to be Wendy, and that he worked so hard that they promoted him to manager. And he was so grateful for the opportunity that he named literally his firstborn daughter after Wendy's the franchise.
2: I thought that was super cute. Um, I thought it was unexpected. That was probably the best moment of the season. Um I'm from Wendy for me. Yeah. Not, not I mean, about Wendy. For, from
1: Wendy. <laughs> Don't don't do it. Um, I, Yeah, I, 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 I liked her sharing that. But although her starting it off was like, Karen, I know you said something about my degrees. Like, OK, oh. Wendy, we know. Let it go, girl. Oh. Let the degrees go. So we are at this dinner table and I forget the conversations that we start to have. But I guess Giselle is asking Ashley how she feels about, you know, being on the trip. She's OK with Michael.
2: And, and that was pure messy. Pure messiness I mean, that came back I mean, to bite her in the ass and I was glad it did.
1: I mean I don't know If it bit anyone In the behind But you know As a friend I would be concerned as well So I would bring it up too And so Miss Huger Had enough of Giselle And she was like Well Giselle How are things with Jamal And I'm concerned about you Does he <laughs> Does he support you be- Does he support you Here in Potomac Because we've never seen him In Potomac yeah, Supporting you uh,
2: Thank you chicken <laughs> Coming home to roost Thank you very much
1: So I mean I don't necessarily know If it's chickens Coming home to roost Do You know Jamal lives in Atlanta they live in Potomac you know so when the they chickens
2: film coming home to roost is that Giselle is always asking somebody about excuse me I
1: have a degree I know what chickens coming home to roost mean okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> my point is look you always in somebody business and I think she tries to deflect because sometimes she is missing a storyline and her storyline is that she's messy so but
1: my thing, though, is Jamal is a pastor of a mega church in Atlanta and he's got obligations in Atlanta. So he's not like, you know, um the Black Bill Gates that's home that wants to retire to Florida. You know, he's not like Michael. Do- like, you know what I mean? Like they live in another state and this is a new relationship. So, I mean, if I'm Giselle, I would be cautious to bring him around the ladies anyway, because she she don't want to bring that drama to the congregation.
2: Mm, well look clearly he don't care about drama in his congregation that's a whole another podcast so whatever
1: so what was surprising though was that you know instead of having her back in that moment uh robin actually was like well you know we do share our men with you and we would like it if he is that special to you to share him with us now this is where i like robin in the sense that robin reminds me of my good good girlfriend dara you met dara when we were in california um and yes you actually you had lunch you had lunch with her remember you had breakfast because i was not coming out the room and then you yeah. and her had lunch because yes, i was I throwing a hissy fit mm. but another podcast for another day if you want to find that out let me know i'll tell you I tell the story
2: i'll tell you the story too
1: girl you don't you don't even remember girl why was i in the hotel room
2: this was after the reunion right right okay yes I know why you were in the hotel room you because the questioning was suspect and patchy <laughs> yes thank you mm-hmm. yeah my
1: girl and I remember. slid I slid it on out and <laughs> slid it to my room and it was so funny because I brought my best friend to California with me and um everybody was going to the after parties and stuff and I was literally in my room having a hissy fit like how dare them you know they literally ex-garrett david Skip, me went to jatia and child jatia talked for like 24 minutes um I and so one
2: thing girl
1: and made a but funny you, face you was ready for it, but you looked gorgeous and it was so funny because i was literally having a hissy fit and i'm like i'm not going out and so my best friend is like you know dressed up and she's oh, like was doing the damn g- thing okay she was He's like um would you be mad if <laughs> i um if i just went out and had a drink with jazia i'm like bitch what i'm like go ahead
2: and you know and he, knock it- knock knock
1: hey <laughs> yes cop cool <Kuka. laughs> car right
2: exactly ready at the door
1: so anyway, I ended up going to the party. Uh, but then JT and her husband got me drunk because I was mad. Like, and then, then we stopped at, and remember we on our way home, we stopped at McDonald's. <laughs> like, okay, but anyway, that's another podcast for another day. But, so, Robin, instead of like, you know, the, why I respect Robin is that like, even though she is Giselle's friend, she is very neutral. And that's how my friend Dara is. Like, you know, girl, I'm gonna call you out. And so at first I was like, girl, Robin, you're supposed to hold Giselle down. And that's what Giselle was saying in her confessional. She's like, I don't mind sharing Jamal with them. I don't mind going rich shopping. Now, I did think that was weird for her to bring that up as a point to be like, I just want Robin to have my back because I'm like, well, girl, that's almost throwing kind of sort of shade at Robin. But nevertheless, then Wendy... Well, you know, she
2: has been described as Giselle's sidekick, so I'm just No, saying.
1: no, 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 no. So, and I've made this... I've made this point very clear that Robin does give me a lot of Cynthia Bailey of Atlanta however I think that Robin speaks more of her mind than Cynthia Robin is way more neutral and Robin will nuck if you buck even though I guess Cynthia will nuck if you buck too because Cynthia and Portia did get in that fight on the, um, on the boat oh, and
2: Cynthia was ready too that, uh, okay no, but por-
1: Portia, yeah. Portia would have tapped that butt though but anyway we don't promote violence
2: that's true I agree with both of those points but
1: yeah <laughs> then Wendy brought up chow she slithered in those degrees Breeze again when she was telling uh, I don't even know if this was before or after the Wendy story but um, this
2: was after the Wendy story so th- this was uh, the Wendy story was the dinner and this was uh, the lunch the next day because she wanted to button it at the dinner and then unbutton it like uh, Ashley's top when she was breastfeeding Um, and I was just like, come on, just, just put it away. Let us
1: put it to rest. And that is the one critique I'll give a Wendy. And I do feel like she is a newbie, um, and her and Giselle are sorority sisters. So I know she doesn't want to come for Giselle. I know that her and Candace are friends. Uh, Robin is an extension of Giselle. So I do feel like the only person that she feels like she has a clear go against is Karen. But I do want Wendy to move on from this. However, before we get to the lunch, baby So after the dinner, um, you know they all took shots they went to their rooms uh Giselle and Robin went to their room they kind of sort of hashed out their fight and baby, bang. uh it was about 12 o'clock 12.05 uh Portugal time and 7.05 uh Potomac time and you know baby Dean goes to sleep and so Ashley was what we would say in Philly. She was salty in that because mm. she had the FaceTime ready. Like, I just want to see my baby. Let me see my baby. And baby, Michael didn't pick up. He she called like, him I'm
2: twice. A, I'm just out of a meeting. I'm just out of a meeting. I'll get there when I get there. Um, and so I'll tell you. So as a, a mother of young children's, if I went away for the first time with my first newborn and you was telling me, oh, I'm just a little bit late. Uh, and my baby's getting fussy I'd have let you have it from your to your and back again Ooh. because wait I'm sorry I didn't hear you girl where would you let them have it from from, from the ruta. To the tucha, <laughs> as we say yes. down south so um and i think he did come around and get back to it but i mean she is probably super anxious and he was being super insensitive plus i know she did not want to admit this but i'm yes. sure she has some underlying thoughts about where the fuck is he uh
1: Ding, ding, ding! I feel like don't get me wrong. I know she must have missed her baby and wants to see her baby. But Ashley, girl, you ain't fooling nobody. That ain't really the like. Re- I, I just don't believe that that's the only reason that you're crying. Because listen, yeah, if the nanny is there, what, child. if first of all, if you and your husband go out of town and I'm watching the baby and your husband is late, baby, I'm putting the baby to sleep. Okay, I'm gonna put the baby to sleep and get me a Corona and wait for your husband to come home so I can leave. So <laughs> you know, I the corona's just Corona's in the fridge, dude. You know, yes, some Corona's. So, so I just feel like okay girl you're mad that he's not able to put him to sleep girl the ba- it'd be one thing if you just left the baby at home and he was late like no girl there's somebody caring for your child like let's get to the rooter and the tutor girl the issue is is that you ain't know his whereabouts and he wasn't picking up your phone okay that's the tea she
2: couldn't admit that but yes of course I think it is yes she so, came around and she did realize she said you know I was overreacting so but
1: was- you weren't though and I felt like again that's her just saving face because child she want that post up, so she wants to you know save face and not make Michael look bad. And I think that that's a part of the up Although, my friend Sarah did tell me that when Ashley was on Watch What Happens Live, she, she did say they she didn't, didn't
2: have one. Yeah. She, that, they that, didn't that.
1: have one. So but,
2: it's, it's but, inspiring. So they have. Let, let me tell you well, about, about that, this prenuptial thing. So they have. Well, right. Go ahead. They, come on
1: Dr. a girl use one of them no degrees problem. no
2: problem so they have where it is an expiring clause so basically it's valid up until you know so many years past this is what happened with the Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise so, and this happened with them remember when he extended it for like
1: five years like after yeah. season two
2: yeah so five years has passed now so they no longer have a prenup. And now she's also looking for a post-nup. So they ain't even got to negotiate it. Basically, she could just hit the button and boom, it happens. And I love it. I love it.
1: I mean, I don't like a demise of a relationship, but girl, it's just been too much drama. Okay, so then that was basically the Lisbon trip. But I know, child, I went to Lisbon, the Portugal trip part one. But Bay bag, I just say girl, that girl, go ahead.
2: seems kind of boring. So no. I hope they turn up next next episode.
1: They do, but bay bag, the, the, the ball has been dropped though. So Ashley tells us that Snake and Monique reached out to her and asked her if she would write a statement about Candace, about the knife incident at Candace's house, and Ashley agreed. Now, I don't, th- I don't see, I don't see the problem. I don't do Here's the, that. here is what, okay, 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 slither and be quiet, because this, here is where <laughs> I have the problem. Okay, first of all, you and Candace are, bu- like, you have come a long way. You and Candace are now working on your friendship. You guys are way past where you were last year. But this is the problem that I have with Miss Ashley Darby. Now, don't get me wrong, I love me some Ashley Darby. I think, like, Potomac would be so dry without her. But so you, dry. you even said. That during last year, when Michael got uh, charged with sexual assault for grabbing a producer's butt, which was not the first allegedly. or the second time that in this in this franchise, allegedly, that he, allegedly oh, even though it, it's not too much allegedly because, girl, you can see the, the anyway, but allegedly grabbing people. butt, and you said that the Samuels held you down. Okay? And now it's almost as if, like, it's a quick pro quo. You want to repay the debt to them. Baby, I'm sorry. If I'm Ashley, and yes, I could be cool with Monique, and me and Candace are working together, I'm going to say I actually will respect to stay out of it. But no. What does Miss Ashley do? She goes ahead and write the damn statement for Monique.
2: I don't see a problem. So, mm. I'm, I'm going to allow it. Mm. So... Um I'm I'm good with quid pro quo uh, amongst friends. Why not do something for your friend that is your friend and she said she had but my back. But despite oh, your no. other friend um are they oh, Bye. I don't think they're friends. I mean,
1: true work I mean, I don't know. It's just a sticky situation. And but, Monique.
2: But this is the thing. She ain't write down nothing that wasn't true. I mean, so well, don't it. fucking wave butter knives in people's faces. Because that is okay. Let me tell but- you something. If you was in a certain neighborhood, you'd have got fucked up.
1: Oh my God, know? child. Saying,
2: that's like I don't. I mean, like I do. Oh my God! Control. Did
1: you use that type of language in your I- dissertation? I- oh.
2: I- I did not. However. <laughs>
1: How- no, but this is what I would say. Monique. A y'all are- in the
2: face, that's serious. That's no, a, that's I,
1: a I agree. But, uh, okay, so I agree. You got that. But here's the thing, Monique. Y'all on a national television show. Baby, you could get the footage as an exhibit A. You don't need a statement. You can get the judge to watch the footage, sis. You know what you're doing. You're playing sneaky. And Nene Leak said, you can never win when you play low. Okay?
2: I think that was Michelle Obama.
1: No, Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. NeNe Leakes said, you can't play. I think
2: NeNe Leakes just remixed it,
1: though. No, NeNe Leakes said this way before Michelle Obama because it was on season five of Atlanta when Phaedra... I
2: I if I said something about NeNe, your ass is going to go off. Here
1: you go, girl. Slither away, girl. But anyway, that's when Phaedra was trying to get NeNe's stepsisters to film. What season episode was that? Girl, bye. Read my dissertation, Okay. (laughs) Read my dissertation, and you can find out what season the episode that was. Okay. Oh
2: my goodness! I knew you was gonna go off with your girl, yo girl, Me me said it.
1: Anyway, here, girl, biwig bywig. Okay, let's see, child, cause she trying me, y'all. That's it. Listen, we gonna wrap it up because listen, I got degrees. She, I just want
2: to say I I'd like to pull out a little snippet of basically summing up this whole situation between Monique and Candace. <laughs>
1: Elegance is learned My friend Elegance is learned Oh yeah
2: So that is another one of my Favorite housewife songs Elegance is learned and money cannot buy you class. So, girl, I cannot wait to see what happens. I hope they turn up um a little bit more and I can't wait to see what happens with Ashley telling her truth, honey. Don't mm. be waving knives. You I mean, it cut.
1: I mean, listen, but Ashley's being used and she should wake up from that. You she should be writing statements about where her husband is and not about Candace.
2: <laughs> well, she can't cuz she don't know. So,
1: mm. That is that. Well, but, ooh,
2: uh, is that, oh, was that a needy leaks line? Bloop. Anyway,
1: thank you, Jatia, so much for this recap. We will see you in two weeks. Yes. You got anything cooking? You want to let the posse know before we go.
2: Well, I would just like to give a huge shout out to Philly for coming in and showing out and voting. Um, and I just want everybody. I am so excited, Miss Miss Madam Vice President Elect Kamala Harris, my sorors, Kiwi, my sorors, A.K.A. And I am looking forward. I'm already shopping for my inauguration um, face mask. To go with my ball gown. So I'm ready.
1: Yes, I'm here for it. And we will chat in two weeks. See you later,
2: purple pants passe.
1: Slither you later.
2: And we are back this
1: week, okay? With some more The Amazing Race with Brooke Cam. Hi. Hey, Brookey.
0: Hey, Bryson.
1: I, um, I was a little disappointed this episode because, you know, given everything that's going on with the elections, I was so excited to have, like, two hours to not think about mail-in ballots and votes being counted to just kind of like literally lose myself in another world. So I was like, ooh, I paused it. I was like, ooh, let me fill my juice and my chips up. I get back in the bed. I'm like, why is LL Cool J on my screen?
4: <laughs> I was shocked. I thought it was a double. I'm like ready to take notes on two hours worth of The Amazing Race. <laughs> they were supposed to go to Paris. I got very excited about it. And then nada.
1: Yes, I know. I was wanting to give a little mercy, beaucoup. But I guess I had to wait. Shall We this literally... Time. Amazing Race set it's like it's a pit stop, okay?
4: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: We'll see you next week.
4: Was That's like, fine. That's fine. They'll but see you next week.
1: Overall, I really thought it was a good episode. I
4: loved it.
1: It was, again, I don't know if it was not to take anything away from the Amazing Race, but I don't know if it was just because I was able to just throw all of myself into it. <laughs> Normally, when I'm watching, like, I'll, like, flip through a chain. Like, you know, it's just other stuff. But literally, I was like, I need a break from the real world. So, and I ain't talking MTV. I'm talking, like, America says, hey.
4: And- You're talking about watching CNN all day or NBC <laughs> or whatever with maps showing blues and reds. And Child. it's very tense. I I feel like, I, I feel it's- like I need to take a pill to calm it down. It's Listen. been a very long, I mean, Keep, when this airs it's not going to be the same day that we're talking about it but it's been a long couple of days
1: listen we don't know the climate could still be the same <laughs> well, I sure hope I, so listen i don't put anything past this but so getting into the maze of race so yes. i had to also say this a lot of the teams that i didn't have much to say about i really feel like this episode kind of like piqued my interest a little bit and mm-hmm. then also you can maybe check me a little bit but Alana and Leo I just rolled my eyes at them like I just like I don't know and I just I kind of watching I said Bryce is going to be rolling his eyes uh, (laughs) because like oh you're mad that somebody you like you know like you're mad that somebody pulled a you on you but at least you guys didn't get eliminated and then y'all was hating on Will and all the time like oh they got here first so we can't roll block them nope you can't okay so I don't know I was just rolling my eyes but I'm hoping that like you know it will change but yeah I was like ugh So this
4: makes me laugh because at the end of the last episode, Leo and Alana are talking about, we're not even going to bring it up to Will and James. We're not going to give them the satisfaction of asking them why they U-turned us. It's, you know, it's going to be behind us. It's going to eat at them because we don't care. Okay, well, not bringing it up to Will and James lasted all of zero seconds because at the very beginning of this episode, they there's shade all over the place before the episode even begins. And I think that's hilarious. And I like that. And I thought that it was sort of going to be like, okay, you give them a hard time and you move on. It's, right. it's not, mm-mm,
1: mm-mm. They was hard-burning mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. episode. And I really thought Will and James would, you know, be a little more snappier because, again, I put myself and Wendell out there, and if we rollblocked them and they came talking spicy, you already know Spicy Brycey would have had something to say. Like, oh, you may, like, I was, I was like, fly me out there so I could be Will and James' spokesperson real quick so I could get Alana and Leo together real quick, okay? But- <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, I mean, I see, I get, I think at some point, as someone who, ugh, you turned a team, and I'm still to this day upset about it, but um, you want to just sort of smooth things over and right. move on if that team stays in the, like, that's not, no, I you're going to have you. to see them the whole time, and maybe you don't want to have all the drama, because there will come a time in the future that they may be able to do the same to you, and... So I, I get, you know, just sort of biting your tongue. I like that Will and James did that. I thought that was going to be the end of the drama, but n- 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 this will keep going and I'm okay with it. So anyway, <laughs> that's we could talk about that drama the whole time, but we should probably, you know, talk about the rest of it. So they're, they're going to Paraguay. Um, they're going 1,500 miles and they get to the airport. And this is why I love Will and James, because... Will and James, Madison and Riley, also becoming bigger and bigger fans of them every week. They go to the airport and they did what Scott and I did at every airport. They went right to the Internet Café. That is your lifeline. It is what we did every time, especially if you knew what country you were going to or like if you had some clue about what task you might have to do in that country. We used to go to the internet cafe and and look up what we thought the most likely local customs were or tasks that we might have to do. And we would get maps. What I love here is this alliance is in such like full force that they're having teams distract other teams so they can print out maps and slip them to their alliances. Like this is... This is Amazing Race goes Survivor. I mean, this is above and beyond the alliances that we even had on our season. So it's all at a new level. I kind of love it. And I like that. I didn't think Hung and Chi really were um, participating so much in the alliance until later in the episode when for the first time you hear Hung ask Chi if he helped out the alliance. So I like that they're helping as opposed to just sort of like taking taking right. the little tidbits and help. So I like that the alliance is in full force. So they get to Paraguay. Poor Kaylin and Haley, they always get lost. So, I but mean, this
1: is, before you get into that, so this yeah. is a question that I had to ask. And now, is this uh amazing race strategy? Because this one popped into my mind. So you mm-hmm. see them, they take off from the airport. They all just run to get a taxi. Now, don't you think... Before I would put my stuff in the taxi, mm-hmm. I would
0: like mm-hmm. be like, meet up, meet up, meet up. Do you, mira, you know where like, this you, is? You
1: know, do you know where this is? Because I don't think I want to be in a car while we were on the highway and you calling your grandma to stop at your cousin's house so that Uncle Pookie <laughs> can tell you where to go. But then you still don't know where to go. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Where, where, where is I, the- Honestly,
4: I think that you would be good at the show because you, you're paying attention to like the little things. So it, a lot of the time, there's a mad dash out of the airport. A lot of people think, well, you just want to be in the first taxi out of the airport. And sometimes that's right. If you know that you're going to, I don't know, if you're in New York and you have to go to the Statue of Liberty, like your taxi driver is going to know how to get you close to the Statue of Liberty, you would hope. But if you're going to some orchestra, whatever, right. who, like who knows where... I, I will – we always, as as much as we could, always ask – so I'm, I'm like a weirdo nerd. So before I went on the race, I knew I wasn't going to be fast. I knew I wasn't going to be strong. But I knew I'd seen every episode and I was going to be smart. So – One of the things I said in casting was I learned how to say, do you know where in like 11 languages? And they said, "Okay, rattle them off. I was doing it in Russian and um, I don't know, Swahili at one point. And I was like, we're never going to use Swahili. And then we needed Swahili. So I think I would say to every cab driver, do you know where? And then show them the name of the thing and say that thing in English or whatever. And it was very handy. I think uh, people want to get out first and they think that's valuable. You have a taxi driver who doesn't know where they're going. Then you're not at first. It is the kiss of death.
1: Yes, it looks it. And so when I travel, like I have like this, my travel friend, his name's Travis. And like for our birthdays, we normally go places and he always mm-hmm. thinks I'm so crazy. But I always at any like little gift shop or at the airport, I always try to learn like how you say hello, how you say bye, mm-hmm. how you say my name. And I like to learn like three little phrases. And trust me, when I tell you I'm a survivor, I, I can use... Those three phrases that might be like, good morning, but I, that good morning will get me any and everywhere that I know. And so I'm my friend, way. Travis, he always plans out these like excursions. Like we go to Europe all the time because he has like this fascination with okay. castles. And so we were in like Luxembourg at one time and we had to take this two hour train to get to this castle. And so he's just really good with the planning and providing our itineraries. I'm what I don't give myself credit for enough that I find on these trips is that my sense of direction and my sense of like reading a map and figuring out like the public transportation like system in another language I'm really good at it you and so on this my
0: mm-hmm.
1: friend he is like it's like he's like very very so like type A so I we get along because I'm very like I can just go with the flow so if he get lost, he'll get real frustrated. And then I'm like, well, if you look at the map, it goes blue that way. But where we try, like, you know, and i be figuring it out. But he don't never like to give me credit. But I like, you know, I was a lot of that stuff. I was thinking like, I think I really would be good on the base race. Because before I'm getting in the taxi, I'm like, first of all, what's your name? How you doing? Always. W- where is this at? Do mm-hmm. you know how to? OK, no, we gonna wait for the next. And so I, I definitely think that people rush. But I, I, I do think there is a the essence of slow and steady.
4: I mean slow I, we
2: weren't I mean, we, but- call,
4: we called ourselves slow and unsteady it was kind of like a little <laughs> joke that we had which is fine That's the other reason those internet cafes or the airport internet whatever are valuable because you know the country you're going to and so you know the language they speak in that country. So at the very least, learn to say, we're in a race, or please go fast, or stop here. Like little things that you know you're going to need in that particular language and write it down in your little notebook and you'll have it. And those things are helpful. The asking the name, I always did. I think Cab drivers or instructors at a challenge, they appreciate the fact that you, you know, you you say to your cab driver, you know, you're doing a great job with their name and they're really, and they get into it. And so I think making them feel like they're part of your team gets them more into it than, okay, great, I'm driving these people around to help them win money and I don't really care. So I think the way that you're thinking and the way that you feel about things is actually, these are super valuable things to have on the race. And now I want to see you go on it because I feel like you have (laughs) the right skills to do it.
1: Yes, I'm trying to so, win. Let's get you on. Well, yeah, um, when the world who can opened we talk up, to? <laughs> yes, figure it out for me, Brookie Pooh.
4: We might know some
1: people. Um, when they got to the orchestra and uh-huh. it was the landfill, and so this was another one of those like misleading, not misleading, but it was like want to get musical. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, would you be good at musical? And so then I'm thinking like, if I would, I want to do this, or I would send this to my partner. And I, I probably I because I used to. Funny enough, I used to play the cello, third, fourth, nice. fifth grade. So I probably would have been like, let's get musical. I want to do it. And also like, how does it I'm really good. an angel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really good at putting stuff together. Like, I can put IKEA stuff together in my sleep. I That's another hidden problem. Me
4: too. Okay? I find it incredibly... I have one cousin and I, and she and I both find putting IKEA furniture together relaxing. I just think there's something to be said for following directions and putting things together. Yes. Now, I need three people to lift the furniture because, again, strength (laughs) of a wet noodle. But... I do like the, the following directions and knowing I've done something right and it's not subjective, so it's good. But I loved this orchestra. I love the fact that it was little kids playing instruments that, you know, came from trash, basically, and repurposing garbage into something that's so beautiful. And I, this is one of those tasks that I really like The Amazing Race for because I feel like it's not just seeing something pretty in the world. It's right. seeing people do good with...
1: Yes. With nothing. And I, said, I just,
4: I loved it.
1: The roles in the concrete jungle. Okay. Like that, you know, that's how I think of it. And so it was interesting to see because, um, am, am I saying her name right? Iswar. Is it Ishwar? Ishwar, I think. Ishwar. I'm, I'm
4: never going to get it right. I apologize. Appall- I think it's Ishwar now that I've I've heard it a lot of I times. I
1: just knew, well, I'm going to call him Ishii. I just uh-huh. knew Ishii was going to kill it, okay? Because, like, he's like, I'm, I guess I'll use my engineering skills. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. sure. Engineering should be able mm-hmm. to, baby mm-hmm. boy, struggle like no other. I also was cracking up. Oh, and, ooh, let me get my Brookie Poo notes out. So, <laughs> I also thought it was so funny, Madison and Riley, they were the first team there. And they sucked. But here's another thing that I feel like I was almost glad that they sucked a little bit because it got me to get a little more face time with them. And um, I didn't think that they were that attracted the first two episodes. But as I started getting into Madison, Madison is the one with that that wears the yellow. I was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, Madison, I see you. I was like, okay, I'm seeing the beard look. So I actually was growing more affectionate for Madison and Riley a lot this episode, even though they freaking sucked at it. And I also loved how the Alliance was helping each other. Yes. Having chi. And I think even at one point, and this is again why I was rolling my eyes at Alana and Leo. I think when Will asked for something and she was explaining it, Leo was like, You don't need to explain. Like he like he said something to the effect of like, you don't have to explain it to him or something. Like, first of all, boo-boo, we in an alliance and you don't even know. So mind Joe Cello, okay?
4: I feel I feel a little badly because I feel like they're on an island by themselves. And then I'm thinking, no, they're not, because Michelle and Victoria are are not really in an alliance. And Kaylin and Haley are not really in an alliance. But I did like D'Angelo came in. He's the self-proclaimed Ikea king. He nailed it.
1: (laughs) He did a good job. Nailed
4: it. And then James gets it. And Leo is salty. And then James cries. So I cry. And then they're talking (laughs) about (laughs) having babies and how they're in love. And I love love. And I just thought that was wonderful. And then Chi, for the first time, doesn't get something right off the bat, but he gets it pretty fast. But it's the first time you see Hung and Chi struggle at all, which I actually enjoy because it's nice to see that they're not just amazing at everything without having to try.
1: I thought, and I don't know, I guess we should save it, but you know, I jump all over the place. I thought Hung and Chi were... The cutest. I also thought them even fighting and talking about how their right. communication right. style does, is not well, and then the fact that at the end when she was like, "My communication in this race is like you know, or in our like in our life has always been a problem." And I was like, "Oh, you come on, yes, y'all, this better be couples therapy." I also thought it was so cute when after they left the one challenge and went to the other one, and um, they're like starting to get it, and um, she is like, "Do you want some water or anything?" And I hungers like, "I don't want no water, boy. Focus on the melons." Okay, focus on the melons. I was like, oh, you know what? Listen, I'm trying to find me a, chi. I'm trying to find me a chi that looks like a Madison that, <laughs> that has the heart of a James, the body of a Diego, and an Ishwar.
4: You know, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> we just have to make a combo platter for you from everybody, and we're yeah. gonna find that. We're gonna find that. But anyway, Leo gets it, Madison gets it, Michelle gets it, Ishwar struggles, and I'm I now find myself cheering for them and being like, just get it, just get it. I want them to get it, and. Um, a partner is sitting there going, I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. And that is, that's gotta be the worst. I mean, it is the worst, but like to sit there and know you can't help, even if you wouldn't be good at the thing particularly, but you can't even do anything. And this is one of those situations where your partner's doing the roadblock and you are not near them. So you can't even see how they're doing. So all you know, is you hear someone running and you don't even know who it is. So that's, All the roadblocks that we did, there was only one that was like this. And it was when I was back making a ladle and and Scott was, you know, by the judge. And so he couldn't see how we were doing. And that's got to be so nerve wracking because you have no idea how your partner's doing. You can't encourage them. So I felt for her and I felt very much for him. But he kept his head up. He kept going. I liked that. Even Kaylin, who was way behind and it took her four plus hours to do this thing she didn't seem to, I mean, unless they just didn't show it, but she didn't seem to break down or really get down on herself. They just kept a very, this is a whole group of people with very positive
1: attitudes. Right. Or I'd very positive cussing, attitudes. Okay? I don't know.
4: I mean, nobody curse it. Come on.
1: I'd be throwing the cello down, screaming, but... So then they all get through it, and mm-hmm. then they get, it. And, and what, what do they call, is this the, what they call a detour or a roadblock? A detour?
4: That was the roadblock, because only okay. one person could do it. So they all get through the roadblock, and then they head to make this national drink of Paraguay, um, and they get to the Yield, which nobody uses. Which each foreign partner should have probably used, because there was only one team from behind them. And, which Leon and Alana say, we don't need to use it, because Will and James are in front of us, so clearly everything is personal. and. Right fine. That's fine. You want to get people back. It, it keeps it interesting. I'm, as, I'm not against that. It's as
1: okay. much as I'm hating them, I'll probably be the same way too. Like, me too. okay, I, I would be trying to like, let me just get in front of Willie James so I can just use this yield. But I think, and even in my game of Survivor, I think that that actually kind of got caught me up. I allowed it to be so personal that I couldn't see that I couldn't, I could not see that if I didn't allow it to get so personal in the moment, I could have saved myself. And right. so I really want Leo and Alana to get off of Willa James and actually think strategically because getting them back might feel good in a moment, but there actually might come a point where you actually have to like use it to save your own butt. Dance. So hopefully in France, they let it go.
4: <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know because I've made it a point to not know how long any of these teams last. I mean, I have my guess for the last three, so I don't know. But I would, I would like to think that, you know, this was the leg right after Leo and Alana were u turns so they're probably just still a little bit salty. And it'll probably fall by the wayside. And they'll probably be more strategic about it in the future. I don't know how long they hold a grudge. But who knows? Um, I don't know how long the, either of those teams are still going to be theirs. But for right now, I like to think that, you know, it was just. It was very fresh wounds, and, right. and the wounds will heal, and, and they'll start thinking about it as a, like not in a way of where will and James we should yield them, as opposed to is there someone behind us or are we at the back? Do we need to save ourselves? And I think that'll happen. I think they're very logical people, but yeah. What do I know? I don't know. They may be lunatics next week. Who knows? Um, so this I find interesting. After nobody uses the yield and they make this drink that tastes like tea but looks like grass, they <laughs> then have to do this. It's So this is the detour, a choice between two tasks. The interesting part about this detour, it was, they call them switchbacks. So these are two detours that have been on the race before, um, like a dozen seasons ago. And I remember these because I, like Will and James, am a ridiculous lunatic super fan. And if it was something that I could try at home, I would always try it at home. So Will and James do this balancing a bottle detour, where they ba- um, yeah, where they balance the bottle on their head to music, and then they show home footage of them trying it at home. I was dying. I was dying. I have that footage. I definitely tried this at home back when season twenty was on. So I have. Did just you record so much yourself, or
1: did you have someone record you?
4: I mean, I, this was God knows how many years ago. So I'm sure I don't actually have it that I can send you right now. But I know I've done this. Um, for a multitude of reasons I've done this we could talk about it later but anyway they practice at home they are super fans I love this they go bananas when they get it and I'm just like super proud of them and I love the fact that they come in first they win themselves $5,000 a piece and they're going to Paris in first place I just have like an unhealthy love for super fans (laughs) I enjoy them
0: Yo, what's up Bryce, it's Ozzy Just stopping by to let you know how proud I am of your success with the podcast Keep going brother I also heard you've been supporting my OnlyFans too, so hang in there, don't worry. my content's gonna get much more spicy. And I just wanna say thanks again and uh It's uh, it's a it's a purple pants podcast. It's the purple
1: pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the purple pants podcast, you better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast, you're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast, you're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am so humbly honored that you have decided to click that button and take a listen. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and woo, bae, have we been through a week since the last podcast, okay? A week, 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 baby. A week of uncertainty, okay? A week of division, a week of counting, okay? Baby boy was about to fly to some of these states and help counties these but it's been a lot, and I am sure, like any of you, it has heavily weighed on your mind, your body, and yo, soul, okay, because I know for myself, baby, I might have went through two to three boxes of wine just to keep my sanity, but I am so happy that we've made it to the other side. I'm even more elated that you guys are listening to this week's episode. Now, if you could do your baby boy a favor. Whether you've been listening for a long time, whether you just pop in and out, or whether you are a new listener, if you could please make sure you subscribe to my podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. If you could make sure you write a review, your reviews help me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, what I can improve. And if you could definitely make sure you give your baby boy some five stars, I would so appreciate it. So what's the tea? What's been going on? I know, y'all, I know. We are living in such a crazy, crazy time. The world is so divided. The world is, some half of the world is happy. Other than half of the world is saying count votes. Other half of the world is saying stop the votes. Other half of the world is saying a whole bunch of stuff. And then it's crazy. And, you know, for me, it's so hard. Because I want to be able to see everyone's side, I want to be able to hear everyone's voice. I want to be able to, you know, I want to be a piece. I I want to spread the faith. I want to, you know, but at sometimes it gets so hard for myself, and especially in this community that I'm in, everyone seems to be divided. Everyone seems to just be at odds and. I, I, I don't have an answer for that. You know, I really just truly believe that if we all could just take a break, take a breath. OK, and if we could all focus on what brings us together instead of focusing on what tears us apart and i know that it's so hard because it's it's truly deeply rooted and i have not been shy about my opinion on where i stand on things um however i do realize that there is a whole other side of the world that you know may not believe in the things that i believe in um but i i really feel that if you take a look at yourself you take a look at the people that aren't like you take a look at the things that we've been going through other people have been going through the systematic racism the oppression the killing of unarmed black men the displacement of children without their it's just so much and if we could just open our hearts and have compassion and take yourself out of it and take a look at what your neighbor or what somebody that is not like you might be going through I really feel like that could help heal our wounds now this ain't you know this wound that we've been going through this ain't nothing new this ain't nothing that i've created this ain't nothing that you've created this is something that has been embedded in our country and it's not going to get better overnight but what i do believe is that how it can help is if that, that we extend an olive branch we extend love if we spread the faith and that's all you can do And as long as you do your part and I do my part, we can maybe come together, but it's no easy task, but nothing in life that's worth having has ever been easy. And so I just, you know, I'm praying for healing. I'm praying for safety. I'm praying for a lot of things during this time. Um, I am happy in the sense of the outcome just for my personal safety, uh, for my personal beliefs. And, you know, for the trans people around the world, the people of color that, you know, we have some normalcy. And I understand some people may not agree with that. And that's completely fine. And that's well within your right not to agree with it. But at the end of the day, I just ask that you look at it from somebody like me, somebody that you don't know that, you know, over these past couple of years have been oppressed, have been overlooked, but I don't want to go on to preach because it's de- that's just on my heart. And it's just, it saddens me to see how divided we are. And I don't necessarily see an end in sight, but I truly hope that if whether or not you can't get on the same page about certain things, but just know if you cut any of us, we bleed. Okay. If you hurt any of our feelings, we hurt. And I I really hope that if we could get down to a deeper level of something like that, that and, and guess what? We all don't have to agree. Nobody ever in this world agrees on everything. And I think that that's important for people to realize and to understand. But we got to have respect. You got to have decency. You've got to, okay, Mother Barb always said, treat others how you want to be treated, even in the face when they are throwing sticks and they are throwing stones at you. And trust me, I've had to endure this my whole life, okay? I've been teased my whole life. I've been made fun of my whole life. And my mom has always said, no matter what... Treat others how you want to be treated. And that never rings so true than what is going on right now. So again, you don't have to like the decisions. You don't have to, but respect others. Okay. And I'm not talking about these political parties. I'm just talking about human beings because some of the stuff that I see, I don't agree with, I don't like, and I just really wish that we could all get back to a place of understanding. But sometimes it is difficult because in this country, you know, there has been, you know, not a lot of that. OK, And in, in the root of our country. OK, and sometimes and again, I, I, I've always said it. I've always been a, a historian in my life. I've always loved world civilization, American history. If we don't know our history, baby. OK, listen, the future sometimes can be uncertain and you've got to realize we've been through this time and time again. in the civil rights, OK, and slavery women's voting it's just it's always divided our country but we i feel like and with this new generation the younger generation that is below me well not really below me because y'all know i'm part of the gen z but you know i really feel like this new generation has love has compassion and we really need to help facilitate that um i don't want to go on and preaching and preaching but i just have to i i could not do my podcast if i did not talk about this and if i did not say how heavy my heart is uh, just to, to see the divide. But at the same time, how uplifted I am at the same time to know that we have, OK, an African-American female as vice president. When I look at my nieces, when I look at my godchildren, and they have something to look up that has never, ever, 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 ever ever been in this country. So they know that the sky is the limit. Uncle Bryce always tells them that. But now that they can see that, that the sky is the limit. America is the home of the great. And that, you know, the opportunity is endless. And I think that if we focus more on things like that, baby, we'd be in a better place. Okay? So I'm asking... Spread the faith, okay? Treat others how you want to be treated in in, in spite of how they may treat you, in spite of what they may say to you, in spite of what they may do to you, okay? My mom has always taught me that, and that is literally the mantra that I live by. And trust me, I can tell you from firsthand experience, it ain't always easy, okay? I'm on a roll for a better brace, okay? And sometimes it may take a day. Sometimes, you know, you can't just respond. But- Putting others and treating them How you want to be treated I definitely think is a step in the right direction Um, And just thank you for letting me Get on my soapbox and speak it Because bang bang You know it's a lot Feel like I'm losing friends left and right People that I've you know consider brothers People that I've considered family members And it's just so divided And it's like we don't have to always agree And I know that my purple pants posse I know some of y'all have to be going through that as well Because it's just so relevant in this time but you know If you a purple pants posse, I know that, listen, we got to do better. We have to hold ourselves to a higher standard and we're going to spread faith. We're going to spread love. We're going to spread compassion. We are going to treat others how we want to be treated. And again, I can't stress that enough. Not just when they being nice to us, but in the face of, okay, in the face of adversity, that really shows you a person's character. And you know, that that's truly how I live my life. And that's truly how I, I hope. Hope that others can be inspired by that because again, I've been very honest. I've been very vocal about my experience and what I've experienced on this earth for twenty something years, and I've not always. I feel like I always get the short end of the stick. I always feel like I'm never heard. I'm always feel like if I I speak up, people they always discredit me. Oh, he's black. He's gay. like I, I always do that, but I always I always rise above it, and I always like to think the best, and I always like to try to see the best in others because when you can humanize someone when you can say oh that's he's the same age as my mom oh he's the same age as my son oh he like i, I feel like you can see a different side of someone now i'm not saying it's easy no 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 it's not it's it takes practice okay and whatever it is, you believe in God, okay, you believe in the sun, you believe in the moon, you believe in meditation. Sometimes you have to channel that inner power. And believe me, we not, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the faith that if you extend that out of the branch, then guess what? Maybe someday, somehow in their road, they will extend it somewhere else. And so that's what we have to believe in. And that's what I believe in. But listen, we're going to get to this episode, okay? Because baby, y'all got me up here spilling my guts. But again, I know I've probably said this eight times, but it's been heavy on my heart. And I felt as though I just had to share it. And yes, but I am excited for this week's episode, okay? What y'all been up to? I want to know what y'all been eating, what y'all been drinking. Because baby, in this week alone... Okay Baby boy probably put on like 80 pounds I ain't even lying I ain't even lying Okay Now 40 of the pounds might went to my behind And I ain't mad at that Clap 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 That was a little uh Uh twerk in the seat Okay Hold on wait Let me do it again Clap 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 Okay But listen my best friend is getting married. She has asked me to be the man of honor, and she's getting married in April. So baby boy got to get snatched. I got to get rid of this pandemic weight, this election weight, okay? Now, I say all of that to say, meanwhile, I'm drinking me some Tito's, okay? Because I had the box. Now, missing, I had some box wine. I went through the box wine, and I think Wendell had bought me a big bottle of Tito's for Christmas, and I had put it up. You know, just in case I had no alcohol and it wasn't a pay week, baby, I had to snatch that Tito's out this way. So I am drinking some Tito's and some orange juice with some diet Canada dry soda. That's because it's the only thing I had in my house. But okay, so I'm saying that. But I am got to get this body together, okay? I got to work on it. And so we all got to get on a road to a better us. But this episode is amazing. So let me give you the rundown of this week's episode. So for this week, right? Yeah, we got the church announcements, okay? And on the menu this week, we've got Jatia Hart Taylor Beck breaking down the last two episodes of Real Housewife of Potomac. We've got Brooke Kamhai, the winner of season 29 of The Amazing Race, breaking down last week's episode of The Amazing Race. We've got your boy Gangsta Gurry back for some much needed purple pants premonitions. We've got the purple pants picks. We got advice with Bryce. And we got, oh, you don't want to miss this one, The Freak Of the week So yes your baby boy knows It's been a stressful couple of months A stressful couple of days But listen put all of that to the back of your mind And let's get into these church
0: Announcements
1: Church. On this week's church announcements, I've just got two important messages. The first message that I've already went on and on and on about, but I felt like it was important to put it on this segment was remember no matter red, blue, black, white, purple, male, female, binary, transgender, treat others how you would like to be treated okay and in the face of adversity don't buy into what they are doing to you buy into what you do in return show love show compassion and that is the way that i live my life and i really hope that my purple pants posse can take something from that that no matter what we are faced with we go high we treat others how we want to be treated. And I just thought that that was just so important for me to, again, drive that point home. The next church announcements, I just want you to know that the hot girl summer calendars, the Bryce Isaiah Zaddy calendars, they going like hot cakes. So you better click the link in my Twitter and Instagram bio or just go to Bryce-Isaiah.myshopify.com and bless your life, okay? Get them. Get them while they hot. Because they're going like hotcakes. I've also got the new Purple Pins Podcast 2.0 hoodies. I've got pins. I've got coasters. I got keychains. I got stickers. I got all that you need. So what you doing? Okay. Click the link. And bless your life. Bless it. Come on. Bless your life with some purple pants merch. Oh, bless your life with some purple pants merch. Come on, choir. Bless your life with some purple pants merch. Let's get into this meat and potatoes. It's a man who, it's a man you, me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week with the Real Housewives of Potomac with my Real Housewife of Potomac, Arch Nemes, who happens to be my Kagiyan sister, Jatia Hart Taylor. Or no, I'm. ooh, trying to butcher good name, Jatia Taylor Hart.
2: Yes. Okay. And like to say that I have three degrees. <laughs>
1: So how many I degree, how many to. three degrees.
2: Have. So I just like to point that out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Child, so. what fast food chain was you named after? <laughs> well,
2: it was this little place in Miami. It's out of business now, named Jatia's. So. Okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> come on. A total come. and utter lie. Come on, Cocoa Beach, okay.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. This So
1: is we funny. are here, yes, Jesse's mic is clear. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yes. No no slithering this episode. So last week's episode <laughs> last right. week's episode was kind of sort of dry. Um we had the bedazzle or embellish Robin head. Embellish, yes. okay. I still ain't get my hat because they still on back order. No shade of Robin. Um but That sound
2: like shade I'm
1: just No it's no shade Me as a young entrepreneur Who sells products You know the Bryce Isaiah 2022 20, Zaddy calendar Hot girl calendar Are available Click the link in my bio Okay So I understand Robin I get it. Wait her. wait
2: wait 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 What's the calendar I didn't hear the calendar names
1: <laughs> It's the hot girl Summer And the Zatsy Calendar are available, as well as the Purple Pants Podcast 2.0 hoodies, okay, as stickers, keychains, coasters, and pins, okay? Listen, baby, listen, I got a whole holiday shop.
2: Yeah, so I'd just like to give a little shout out to the Hot Girl Summer calendar. Um, I am in it, of course, mid-September, and you can hear all about the calendar over on Rob Hetzel Podcast. The Hot Girl, what is it, Hot Girl? Summer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: He said it. Girl, so you was perfect. ready. I was. You ready. was. Oh my god! I'm you so prepared. I'm so prepared. <laughs> you are
1: so corny and so ready, girl. You could slither
2: on out of here. Whatever. Okay. I was. I was holding that one. I was like, yes, I got it. It was hilarious hearing him say that word. So I was like, I almost have it like as my text alert. Summer. So loving it.
1: Yes. So at the embellish, well, even before the embellish, when Wendy had her women's vote okay and i think that we've learned this week that bay bay every vote counts okay Oof,
2: really <laughs> really okay so, every so vote counts polls, honey everybody was there It was like the club like everybody was holding and waiting up for this one so that is shout out to that and hopefully it is resolved in my mind and i hope everybody else will realize that it's also resolved so thanks for getting out the vote
1: yes 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 and spread the faith so at the get out and vote rally that wendy had she at the end of it candace and uh karen walked down had a little little conversation because a birdie had told Mm. okay the tea was out that well I guess it's like a two part we find out that episode that Karen actually was the one that told Candace that like well listen somebody put their hands on me I'm going to the law and so you know Candace was really feeling like Karen was not holding uh Monique, Monique
2: accountable t- yes
1: accountable. which I, I mean I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree with kind of don't I don't really feel as though Karen has and I, I hate to use the word publicly shame but I don't really feel like Karen has held Monique's hand to the fire as she should now you can still be a good friend to both of them and also say like I don't condone what she has done and I want better for her I don't feel like Karen has done that I feel like Karen's kind of sort of like holding her hand but I mean I get it she's her f- friend so but
2: i don't care what you or i can just think about <laughs> karen's behavior i just think that's like redirecting like be mad at the girl who tried no to kick it's behind. not no don't try to push it on your friend you no it no her how to react you cannot know you' okay, to react
1: that's okay so i agree you can't tell her how to react but don't come up in my face be smiling in my face then then listen you we can end the friendship now because uh, t- We can end the friendship now. I just feel like Karen is very vocal on candace's side but just not on monique's side but i do i can put myself in karen's position and a lot of the times i'm in the middle of, of friendships so i can relate to that you have to slither um mm. and you have to kind of like walk both sides now during that conversation wendy slithered on oh down the God.
2: steps oh and so kind of sort of again i just want to give a shout out to karen's outfit which was the bomb <laughs> um, it was and- all right it was cute. And then here come Wendy in her praise dance. Outfit. Wendy's outfit
1: was cute too. What you not going to do is outfit she, shame she Wendy. She looked Win-
2: like she was about to mime at the Pentecostal church and <laughs> snakes out of basket. Um, not that there's Did I ever tell you that it?
1: Barb used to mime? Barb at our church she, used to, she was a part of the mime team.
2: <laughs> I bet you she was bomb too. Not she like was killing it. She used to kill it back in the day.
1: It wasn't okay. even back in the day. It wasn't even that long ago. And since we're talking outfits, I don't know if I said this already, but I don't mind Wendy's outfits. It's just Wendy's makeup for me. It just uh, seems her, her makeup is just, it'd be like birthday caked on. Like, girl, you you could just take a layer off. But Wendy yeah. came down. And I, we know Wendy is team Candace. And Wendy had the same point that I had that Karen is not holding Monique's hand to the fire as she should.
2: Karen had the same point I had. Mind your damn motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Wendy's got 20 degrees. So huh? it doesn't matter. So I and then they got into this fight where Karen was like, I don't care how many degrees you have. Uh, you, you, on sound ignit. You, you sound uneducated.
2: You sound ignorant. That's what she told her.
1: And so Wendy took offense to that because Wendy is uh, a, ch- a fr- now. Correct me because you know me and my English be bad. She is a first generation American. Her family came from Nigeria. And so I understand that her, her response to Karen kind of seemed like off whim. But as we watch this week's episode and and we see the whole mantra of Wendy is that she's very proud of her degrees in the sense that her parents were huge on her. So I feel like when somebody is attacking her degree, it's not like, I, I, I think it's hard for her to, to take that shade because it means so much more to her. And so I'm gonna give her grace on that.
2: So <clears throat> as a person with a PhD, fellow doctorate, um i understand where she's coming from where she wants to be very proud and i think a lot of people don't understand all the work that goes into it but at a certain point in time baby you got to let it go you got to button it up and keep it buttoned because she just keeps coming up and i just think she's defensive she i mean this is a pattern with her she never lets anything go
1: this is coming from the same person that had a sip of tequila and told me to call her dr jatia okay (laughs) let
2: me tell you something i introduce myself like that at every meeting Though. I ain't even mad, though.
1: I ain't even mad. You better call me Dr. Hart.
2: Correct. But,
1: so Giselle, kind of, sort of, you know, she had a hand in that because she stirred the pot with Wendy and telling her um, about what Karen had said when Karen... Oh, so here we go. So then Karen and Giselle and uh Robin went out to tea that episode, and they were spilling some tea that Wendy had told them when they went to Monique's house uh. about when Karen was like... <sighs> I'm high invested in my man and I want my money back.
2: <laughs> Don't be playing with my girl. She did not sound like that. She that's what she sounded like. She let people in and share a little bit. And I think she was just being kind of jokey. I mean. Like, no, she's, uh, you you
1: don't joke about
2: this is Black Bill Gates. So
1: and she want her money back. OK, right. LaDom said LaDom <laughs> saved them. OK, and she want her money back. So Wendy brought that to Giselle and Robin and Giselle and Robin sat Karen down, Um, which again, I feel like if they were all real friends, this would be a real friend moment. And I am, you know, man enough to say that. Yes, Giselle is one of my favorite characters, but she has yes. a tendency to be messy mm-hmm. And her bringing this up to Karen was kind of sort of messy in, in the sense, because for real, for real, if you really care enough about that girl, you will call me and come to my house, not have Giselle, like, you know, not bring Robin. Um, and like Karen said, anytime I go meet up with the, the green eye bandits, I'm always on guard. Correct. And so facts. So she when Ka- Karen replied to that, she basically was like, no, my institution is intact. And then that's when Karen brought up Wendy and was like, well, when she slithered down the steps,
2: Okay, this has got to be my favorite part of the season <laughs> so far. Um, the whole slithering and then the, the slithering slide out the door was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, and Wendy did slither. She came down there. She had an agenda. <laughs> she was going to let, you know, people know her opinion. She really had no business being there. So it's interesting. Well, as because-
1: the host, she was hosting the party. She noticed that two of her guests had went to the basement. So as any good host would go to the basement to say like, hey, what's up? Checking on you guys. And then she happens to kind of come in on a heated exchange and she gave her opinion. Oh,
2: you really trying to stretch this. Uh, I no. ain't stretching nothing. Yeah, that's You come. No, there was a conversation that, did not involve you and you inserted yourself very forcefully force more forceful than the original two participants in the conversation she need to go ahead and slither right on back (laughs) up the steps in a praise dance it's probably time for her to go on um (laughs) she need to stretch i don't know but she she just inserted herself i don't think she she doesn't really have a strong storyline to me and so i think she's just trying to stir stuff up but not in a good way like giselle doesn't whatever so the episode
1: ended with candace finding out that monique has filed a countersuit suit for second degree assault on her now monique needs to go somewhere with that okay oh bye bye monique now now, I, now that's I a agree. stretch
2: so, and i feel i agree i agree with that um but this is the thing like um, this is the big lease, boo-boo. Candace, like, I don't know why you thought you were gonna, you know, throw stones and not get stones thrown back at you. I don't think she should have filed it. Let me say that. I don't think Monique should have filed it, but she was doing legal maneuvers and she got the money because if you don't remember, she has four homes.
1: Um, <laughs> How many houses do you have? Oh, you don't have a house? Four homes. No, <laughs> actually I have four
2: homes. Um, so look that you you want to get down in the mud with the pigs you're gonna get dirty
1: so we also saw on this episode that candace uh, as a form of uh i'm about to say stretching as a form of releasing uh, (laughs) i can't even talk as a form of stress relief she's been working on a song and Mm -hmm. here's my thing Mm -hmm. i'm always one for a real housewife uh bop okay now this is the one thing that i am just get so confused about candace is that this was a song that she wrote that she performed on her wedding day to her husband mm, and, and, and horrible na- then no girl keep no no now see now you're hating okay it's called icu but this is the thing that i'm confused about so she's working on the remix now you know me i love to support so i went to my good old itunes and i see the original song and then there's another like remix that came out in 2019 Oh, come on, Candace. Come on,
2: Candace.
1: Come on, Candace. Drop the note. Come on. Come on. Where you at, Candace? Ooh. Oh. Anyway, so what I'm confused as is that, well, girl, did the remix come out already? Because there's a remix from 2019 on the iTunes, and it sounds like the remix that you're working on. The only thing is it got these rappers. Girl, you can miss me with the rappers. Can you drop the remix without the rappers? Because I will buy it. Because, listen, I love me a jam. So, but I'll
2: tell you the beat was hot the beat was hot um she, and I think she can sing I think she's a, a you know a solid singer um but meh I mean no I,
1: the remix I, is I I hot I'm gonna I'ma send it. you the remix girl I'm gonna send you the remix and when you're doing your workout in the gym play like I think the remix is cute the remix is way better than the original song okay but anyway I'll
2: take, a, I'll take a tardy for the party
1: okay now oh, girl don't you even start me I, now this was my uh, jam uh, now, Don't be tardy uh, for the party Now hold up, we're going, sorry purple pants posse now, Don't be tardy for the party Don't be tardy for the party Come on Kim Zodiac, Vermin Hey, hey. Hurry up bitch! don't be late. I'll meet you
2: at the place. I've been waiting for a day. It's a weekend. I'll my brain.
1: Okay, sorry. Okay, listen. Listen. I'm
2: gonna lie. That's the bop.
1: <laughs> don't get me started on Tardy for the Party. Okay.
2: Tardy for the Party was high. I ain't gonna lie. So. I need
1: to get her money, though, but, you know. Okay, okay, listen, okay, girl, slither her, her coin. For real. So, anyway, we know this episode starts off with they are going to Portugal. Now, mind you, one thing that kind of threw me for a loop on this episode was that I've been to Portugal, I've been to the capital of Portugal, I've been to Lis Lis Lisbon, and, baby, it didn't take me 18 hours to get to Portugal, and I didn't know Portugal was that big of a country because I felt like my plane ride was, like, six to eight hours, so...
2: I fly to um, England. My husband is English and we fly there and it doesn't even take that long. So I don't know if they had a layover or something. Right. Like, hey, I'm oh, like, girl, what, what
1: bravo, got y'all flying spirit. Like, I'm confused. <gasps>
2: spirit, Lord, you won't get nowhere.
1: So they are going to Portugal, amazing country Beautiful people, uh, the food is Delicious, ooh, chow. So, they're in Portugal, and a lot of the things That happen in Portugal this week are Well, first of all, before they go to Portugal uh, Monique and Karen meet up, and you know Ashley has actually told Monique Because, you know, Ashley got the tea, and Ashley Dropped the dime that Karen told Candace That you know She would file charges So you know Monique is feeling Some type of way They're going out to lunch Before this trip And Karen basically is saying I just want you to know That we're going to Portugal And you haven't been invited And Monique takes it pretty well I have to admit Like you know Monique's like No sure no fine And you know Karen just says how much of a pickle that she feels that she's in uh Being friends with both of them And I think it's so funny because Monique is like Well, uh, and Karen's like Our friendship isn't broken, we've just got a scratch And Monique's like, well, yeah, that was our friendship last year Be careful, but here's the thing Karen ain't fighting, okay? Karen ain't choking A hoe out, Monique. Karen ain't running around a park a lot saying, I'm gonna kill that bitch Okay, mm-hmm. Monique <laughs> just saying that is- i know that's your girl
2: i mean i think i think she was wrong so yeah so and, yeah and point blank think, period i don't think karen was wrong but look i'm clearly this 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 season i have to say i am team karen karen i'm all, all about it because you can't be mad at her she living her best life and you choking bitches out you <laughs> filing charges you writing stupid ass post and y'all getting mad at her don't don't look y'all need y'all need therapy or some other kind of release leave karen alone okay
1: so we also see Ashley Before we're going on the trip Prepping her husband Michael For her girl's trip She's got a nanny during the day Michael's going to be at home Um And you know she's really you This is the first girl trip Since the last girl trip When Michael got caught up With a stripper Okay So Ashley is really doing A good job in trusting her husband um, Because I don't think That it could be me Although I don't have a husband I don't have a man Um, You know I got some friends But I don't have like none of that But baby I don't know if I'll be going On a trip that soon Um so So, we get to Portugal. Um, All of the ladies are checking in, calling their husbands, calling their boyfriends. And we get to this first dinner, which is... Quite delicious, I would say um, And there's a lot of things that go on in the dinner um, We find out that Wendy is actually named And so, I don't know how, Tell me how you felt about that story I actually, the, mm. when I first thought of it I was like, ooh, that is ratchet as hell But at the same time, Wendy shares with Wendy. us Yeah, no, I thought it was really cute But when, when I first heard it, I was like, ooh, girl You named after Wendy's, the home of the Frosty But Wendy tells us the story that, you know Her father is from Nigeria When he first got a job here in America He worked at a fast food restaurant Which we know to be Wendy and that he worked so hard that they promoted him to manager. And he was so grateful for the opportunity that he named literally his firstborn daughter after Wendy's the franchise.
2: I thought that was super cute. Um, I thought it was unexpected. That was probably the best moment of the season um, from Wendy for me. Yeah, not, not I mean- about Wendy. For, from
1: Wendy, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do
2: it. Um, I, yeah, I, I I I liked
1: her sharing that, but although her starting it off was like, Karen, I know you said something about my degrees. Like, okay, oh. Wendy, we know. Let it go, girl. Lord. let the degrees go. So we are at this dinner table, and I forget the conversations that we start to have, but I guess Giselle is asking Ashley how she feels about you know being on the trip. She's okay with Michael, and, and that was pure messy.
2: Pure happiness that came back to bite her in the ass, and I was glad it did.
1: I mean, I don't know if it bit anyone in the behind, but you know, as a friend, I would be concerned as well. So I would bring it up too. And so Miss Huger had enough of Giselle and she was like, well, Giselle, how are things with Jamal? And I'm concerned about you. Does he, <laughs> does he support you? Be- does he support you here in Potomac? Because we've never seen him in Potomac yeah, supporting uh, you.
2: Thank you, chicken. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Coming home to roost. Thank you very much. So,
1: I mean, I don't necessarily know if it's chickens coming home to roost, you know, Jamal lives in Atlanta they live in Potomac you know so when they film
2: coming home to roost is that Giselle is always asking somebody about excuse me I have a
1: degree I know what chickens coming home to roost me okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) my point is look you always in somebody business and I think she tries to deflect because sometimes she is missing a storyline and her storyline is that she's messy so.
1: But my thing, though, is Jamal is a pastor of a mega church in Atlanta and he's got obligations in Atlanta. So he's not like, you know, um the black Bill Gates that's home that wants to retire to Florida. You know, he's not like Michael. Do- like, you know what I mean? Like they live in another state and this is a new relationship. So, I mean, if I'm Giselle, I would be cautious to bring him around the ladies anyway, because she she don't want to bring that drama to
2: the congregation. Mm, well, look, clearly he don't care about drama in his congregation. That's a whole <laughs> nother podcast. So whatever.
1: So what was surprising, though, was that, you know, instead of having her back in that moment, uh, Robin actually was like, well, you know, we do share our men with you and we would like it if he is that special to you to share him with us. Now, this is where I like Robin in the sense that Robin reminds me of my good, good girlfriend, Dara. You met Dara when we were in California. Um, and yes, you actually Love you had her. lunch. You had had lunch with her remember you had breakfast because i was not coming out the room and then you yeah. and her had lunch because yes, i was I throwing a hissy fit mm-hmm. but another podcast for another day if y'all want to find that out let me know i'll t- I tell you the story
2: i'll tell you the story too
1: girl you don't you don't even remember girl why was i in the hotel room
2: this was after the reunion right Right. Okay. Yes, I know why you were in the hotel room. You because the questioning was suspect and patchy. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mommy girl.
1: And I remember. slid it. I slid it on out and <laughs> slid it to my room. And it was so funny because I brought my best friend to California with me, and um, everybody was going to the after parties and stuff. And I was literally in my room having a hissy fit. Like, how dare them? You know, they literally ex Garrett, David, Skip, me went to Jatia and Child Jatia talked for like twenty four minutes. Um, and
2: I said so one thing, girl, and made a but funny you, face
1: you was ready for it, but you looked gorgeous and it was so funny because i was literally having a hissy fit and i'm like i'm not going out and so my best friend is like you know dressed up and she's oh, like was
2: doing the damn y- thing okay
1: <laughs> she was like one. um d- would you be mad if <laughs> i um if i just went out and had a drink with jatia i'm like bitch what i'm like go ahead and you know and me, then, knock
2: knock knock
1: hey <laughs> yes cop cool <Kuka. laughs> car right
2: exactly ready at the door
1: So anyway, I ended up going to the party. Uh, But then JT and her husband got me drunk because I was mad. Like, and then then we stopped at, remember we on our way home, we stopped at McDonald's? (laughs) Like, okay, but anyway, that's another podcast for another day. But so, Robin, instead of like, you know, why I respect Robin is that like, even though she is Giselle's friend, she is very neutral. And that's how my friend Dara is. Like, you know, girl, I'm gonna call you out. And so at first I was like, girl, Robin, you're supposed to hold Giselle down. And that's what Giselle was saying in her confessional. She's like, I don't mind sharing Jamal with them. I don't mind going shopping now I did think that was weird for her to bring that up as a point to be like I just want Robin to have my back because I'm like well girl that's almost throwing kind of sort of shade at Robin but nevertheless then Wendy well, you know, she
2: has been described as Giselle's sidekick
1: so I'm just no 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 so and I've made this I've made this point very clear that Robin does give me a lot of Cynthia Bailey of Atlanta however I think that Robin speaks more <laughs> of her mind than Cynthia Robin is way more neutral and Robin will nuck if you buck even though I guess Cynthia will knock if you buck too because Cynthia and Portia did get in that fight on the um on the boat oh, and
2: Cynthia was ready too that uh, that's, okay but that's por-
1: por- Portia Portia would have tapped that butt though but anyway we don't promote violence
2: that's true I agree with both of those points but yeah
1: (laughs) then wendy brought up chow she slithered in those degrees again when she was telling uh i don't even know if this was before or after the wendy story but um this
2: was after the wendy story so this was uh the wendy story was the dinner and this was uh the lunch the next day when because she wanted to button it at the dinner and then unbutton it like uh ashley's top when she was breastfeeding um, and I was just like, come on, just just put it away. Let us
1: put it to rest. And that is the one critique I'll give of Wendy, and I do feel like she is a newbie. Um, and her and Giselle are sorority sisters, so I know she doesn't want to come for Giselle. I know that her and Candace are friends. Uh Robin is an extension of Giselle. So I do feel like the only person that she feels like she has a clear go against is Karen. But I do want Wendy to move on from this. However, before we get to the lunch, baby bang. So after the dinner, um, you know, they all took shots, they went to their rooms, uh Giselle. And Robin went to their room. They kind of sort of hashed out their fight, and baby. bang! Uh, it was about twelve o'clock, twelve o five Portugal time, and seven o five uh, Potomac time. And you know, baby Dean goes to sleep. And so Ashley was what we would say in Philly. She was salty in that John, because mm. she had the FaceTime ready. Like, I just
2: want to see my baby. Let me see my baby. And baby,
1: Michael didn't pick up. He she called like, him
2: I'm, twice. I'm just out of a meeting. I'm just out of a meeting. I'll get there when I get there. Um, and so I'll tell you. So as a, a mother of young children, if I went away for the first time with my first newborn and you was telling me, oh, I'm just a little bit late. Uh, and my baby's getting fussy i'd have let you have it from your ruta to your tuta and back again oh because wait i'm sorry i didn't hear you girl where would you let them have it from from, from the ruta to the tucha, <laughs> as we yes. say down south so um and i think he did come around and get back to it but i mean she is probably super anxious and he was being super insensitive plus i know she did not want to admit this but i'm yes. sure she has some underlying thoughts about where the fuck is he uh th- Ding ding ding! I feel
1: like don't get me wrong. I know she must have missed her baby and wants to see her baby, but Ashley, girl, you ain't fooling nobody. That ain't really the like. Re- I, I just don't believe that that's the only reason that you're crying. Because listen, yeah, if the nanny is there, what, child. First of all, if you and your husband go out of town and I'm watching the baby and your husband is late, baby, I'm putting the baby to sleep. Okay, I'm gonna put the baby to sleep and get me a Corona and wait for your husband to come home so I can leave. So <laughs> you know, I the corona's just Corona's
2: in the fridge. Dude, you know? Yes, some Corona.
1: There. So I just feel like okay girl you're mad that he's not able to put him to sleep girl the baby it'd be one thing if you just left the baby at home and he was late like no girl there's somebody caring for your child like let's get to the rooter and the tutor girl the issue is is that you ain't know his whereabouts and he wasn't picking up your phone okay that's she could, the tea she
2: couldn't admit that but yes of course I think it is yes she came so, around and she did realize she said you know I was overreacting
1: but her. you weren't though and I felt like again that's her just saving face because child she want that post up, so she wants to you know save face and not make Michael look bad and I think that that's a part of the post up although my friend Sarah did tell me that when Ashley was on watch what happens live she, she did say they didn't, didn't
2: have one yeah she that, they
1: didn't have one so but
2: it's a firing so they have let, let me tell you well, about, about that, this prenuptial well, thing so they well right
1: go ahead that come on he, dr just see a girl use one of them no degrees problem. no problem
2: so they have where it is an expiring clause so basically it's valid up until you know so many years past this is what happened with the cold kid men and tom cruise so and this happened with them
1: remember when he extended it for like five years like after yeah. season two
2: yeah so five years has passed now so they no longer have a prenup, and now she's also looking for a postnup. So they ain't even got to negotiate it. Basically, she could just hit the button, and boom, it happens. And I love it. I love it.
1: I mean, I don't like a demise of a relationship, but girl, it's just been too much drama. Okay, so then that was basically the Lisbon trip. But I know, child, I went to Lisbon, the Portugal trip part one. But Bay bag, just say go, that. Girl, go ahead.
2: seems kind of boring. So no. I hope they turn up next next episode.
1: They do. But Bay bag, the 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 ball has been dropped though. So Ashley, tell us that Snake and Monique reached out to her and asked her if she would write a statement about Candace, about the knife incident at Candace's house, and Ashley agreed. Now,
2: I don't, th- I don't see, I don't see the problem. I don't Here's the,
1: here that. is what, okay, 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 slither and be quiet, because this here is where <laughs> I have the problem. Okay, first of all, you and Candace are, but like, you have come a long way. You and Candace are now working on your friendship. You guys are way past where you were last year. But this is the problem that I have with Miss Ashley Darby. Now don't get me wrong. I love me some Ashley Darby. I think like Potomac would be so dry without her. But so you dry. you even said that during last year, when Michael got uh, charged with sexual assault for grabbing a producer's butt, which was not the first allegedly. or the second time allegedly. that in this in this franchise, allegedly, that allegedly, oh, even though it's not too much allegedly, because girl, you can see the the anyway, but allegedly grabbing people butt, and you said that the Samuels held you down, okay, and now it's almost as if like it's a quick. Quo. You want to repay the debt to them. Baby, I'm sorry. If I'm Ashley, and yes, I could be cool with Monique, and me and Candace are working together, I'm going to say I actually will respect to stay out of it. But no. What does Miss Ashley do? She goes ahead and
2: write the damn statement for Monique. I don't see a problem. I'll, so mm. I'm I'm going to allow it. Mm. So um, I'm, I'm good with quid pro quo amongst friends. Why not do something for your friend that is your friend? And she said... But to back, despite so, your um, other friend? Um, are they oh, Bye. I don't think they're friends.
1: I mean true. Co Cowork- I mean, I don't know. It's just a sticky situation. And
2: but, Monique- but this is the thing. She ain't write down nothing that wasn't true. So, I mean So don't fucking wave butter knives in people's faces that is okay. Let me tell you something. If you was in a certain neighborhood, you'd have got fucked up. So
1: oh my God, that's child.
2: That's like I don't I mean like I do. Oh my God,
1: control. did you use that type of language in your I, dissertation? Oh
2: I, <laughs> think? I did not However <laughs>
1: How- No but ever? this is what I would say Monique you a y'all are- in
2: the face That's serious that's No a, that's I,
1: I agree But uh, okay So I agree You got that But here's the thing Monique Y'all are on a national television show Baby You could get the footage As an exhibit A You don't need a statement You can get the judge To watch the footage sis You know what you are doing You playing sneaky And Nene Leak said You can never win When you play low Okay
2: I think that was Michelle Obama.
1: No. Michelle said Obama that. said, when they go low, we go high. NeNe Leakes said, you can't play. I think you.
2: NeNe Leeks just remixed it,
1: though. Like, no. NeNe Leakes her. said this way before Michelle Obama, because it was on season five of Atlanta, Look, when did, Phaedra. I not if I
2: said something about NeNe. Your ass is going to go off. Go Here
1: go you go, off. girl. Slither away, girl. But anyway, that's when Phaedra was trying to get NeNe's stepsisters to film. What to season throw dirt.
2: episode was that?
1: Girl, bye. <laughs> Read my dissertation, Okay. <laughs> Read my dissertation, and you can find out what season, and episode that was. Okay. Oh
2: my goodness! I knew you was gonna go off with your girl, yo girl, Mimi. Mimi said it.
1: Anyway, here, girl, bywig, wig <laughs> Okay, see child, cause she' trying me, y'all. That's it. Listen, we gonna wrap it up because listen, I got so degrees. I she, just want
2: to say, I I'd like to pull out a little snippet of basically summing up this whole situation between Monique and Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Elegance, Elegance is learned, learned,
1: my friend. Elegance is learned. Oh, yeah.
2: So, that is another one of my favorite housewife songs elegance is learned and money cannot buy you class so girl i cannot wait to see what happens i hope they turn up um a little bit more and i can't wait to see what happens with ashley telling her truth honey don't mm. be waving knives you i mean it could
1: i mean listen but ashley's being used and she should wake up from that you she should be writing statements about where her husband is and not about candace uh-huh
2: <laughs> well she can't because she don't know so
1: mm. That is that. Well,
2: oh, is that, oh, was that a needy
1: leaks line? Bloop. Anyway, thank you, Jatia, so much for this recap. We will see you in two weeks. Yeah. You got anything cooking you want to let the posse know before we go?
2: Well, I would just like to give a huge shout out to Philly for coming in and showing out and voting. Um, And I just want everybody, I am so excited. Miss, Miss Madam Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, my sorors, kiwi, my sorors, AKA, and I am looking for it. I'm already shopping for my inauguration um, face mask to go with my ball gown. So I'm ready.
1: Yes, I'm here for it. And we will chat in two weeks. See you later,
2: purple pants passe.
1: Slither you later. And we are back this week, okay, with some more The Amazing Race with Brooke Cam. Hi. Hey, Brookie.
0: Hey, Bryson.
1: I, um, I was a little disappointed this episode because, you know, given everything that's going on with the elections, I was so excited to have, like, two hours to not think about mail-in ballots and votes being counted to just kind of, like, literally lose myself in another world. So I was like, ooh. I paused it. I was like, ooh, let me fill my juice and my chips up. I get back in the bed. I'm like, why is LL Cool J on my screen? <laughs> I was shocked. I thought it was
4: a double. I'm, like, ready to take notes on two hours' worth of The Amazing Race. <laughs> they were supposed to go to Paris. I got very excited about it. And then nada.
1: Yes, I know. I was wanting to give a little mercy beaucoup. But I guess I had to wait. Shall we this literally... Time. Amazing Race set it's like it's a pit stop, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: We'll see you next week.
4: That's like, fine. That's fine. They'll but see you next week.
1: Overall, I really thought it was a good episode. I loved it. It was, again, I don't know if it was not to take anything away from the Amazing Race, but I don't know if it was just because I was able to just throw all of myself into it. <laughs> Normally when I am watching, like I'll like flip through a chain, like, you know, it's just other stuff. But literally I was like, I need a break from the real world. So, and I ain't talking MTV. I'm talking like America says, hey, and- you're talking
4: about watching CNN all day or NBC <laughs> or whatever with maps showing blues and reds. And Shout. it's very tense. I, I feel like I, I feel it's- like I need to take a pill to calm it down. It's Listen. been a very long, I mean, Keep, when this airs, it's not going to be the same day that we're talking about it. But it's been a long couple of days.
1: Listen, we don't know. The climate could still be the same. Let's show God hope now. So, uh, listen, I don't put anything past this. But, so getting into the Amazing Race. So, yes. I had to also say this. A lot of the teams that I didn't have much to say about, I really feel like this episode kind of, like, piqued my interest a little bit. And mm-hmm. then also, you can maybe check me a little bit. But... I, Alana and Leo, I just rolled my eyes at them. Like, I just, like, I don't know.
4: And I just, I kind of, like, watching, I said, Bryce is gonna be rolling his eyes. Uh, yes,
1: <laughs> because, like, oh, you're mad that somebody, you, like, you know, like, you're mad that somebody pulled a U on you, but at least you guys didn't get eliminated and then y'all was hating on Will and James all the time, like, oh, they got here first so we can't roll block them. Nope, you can't. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know but I was just rolling my eyes, but I'm hoping that, like, you know, it will change. But, yeah, I was like, ugh. So this makes me
4: laugh because at the end of the last episode, Leo and Alana are talking about we're not even going to bring it up to Will and James. We're not going to give them the satisfaction of asking them why they U-turned us. It's, you know, it's going to be behind us. It's going to eat at them because we don't care. Okay, well, not bringing it up to Will and James lasted all of zero seconds because at the very beginning of this episode, they there's shade all over the place before the episode even begins. And I think that's hilarious. And I like that. And I thought that it was sort of going to be like, okay, you give them a hard time and you move on. does right. not, mm-mm,
1: mm-mm. They was hard burning <laughs> it all <laughs> episode. And I really thought Will and James would, you know, be a little more snappier because again, I put myself and Wendell out there and if we roadblocked them and they came talking spicy, you already know spicy bicey would have had something to say. Like, oh, you may, like, I was, I was like, fly me out there so I could be Will and James's spokesperson real quick so I could get Alana and Leo together real quick, okay? But- <laughs> but, I mean, I see, I
4: get, I think at some point, as someone who, ugh, you turned a team, and I'm still to this day upset about it, but um, you want to just sort of smooth things over right. and move on if that team stays in the, like, that's not... No, you're going to have to see them the whole time. And maybe you don't want to have all the drama because there will come a time in the future that they may be able to do the same to you. And so I I get, you know, just sort of biting your tongue. I like that Will and James did that. I thought that was going to be the end of the drama, but this will keep going and I'm okay with it. So anyway, (laughs) that's we could talk about that drama the whole time, but we should probably, you know, talk about the rest of it. So. They're, they're going to Paraguay. Um, they're going 1,500 miles, and they get to the airport. And this is why I love Will and James, because Will and James, Madison and Riley, also becoming bigger and bigger fans of them every week. They go to the airport, and they did what Scott and I did at every airport. They went right to the Internet Café. That is your lifeline. It is what we did every time, especially if you knew what country you were going to or like if you had some clue about what task you might have to do in that country. We used to go to the Internet Cafe and and look up what we thought the most likely local customs were or tasks that we might have to do. And we would get maps. What I love here is this alliance is in such like full force that they're having teams distract other teams so they can print out maps and slip them to their alliances. Like this is. This is Amazing I was Race here for it. Go Survivor. I mean, this is above and beyond the alliances that we even had on our season. So it's all at a new level. I kind of love it. And I like that. I didn't think Hung and She really were um, participating so much in the alliance until later in the episode when for the first time you hear Hung ask Chi if he helped out the alliance. So I like that they're helping as opposed to just sort of like taking, taking right. the little tidbits and help. So I like that the alliance is in full force. So they get to Paraguay. Poor Kaylin and Haley,
1: they always get lost. So, but mean, this is, before you get into that, so this yeah. is a question that I had to ask. And now, is this uh, amazing race strategy? Because this one popped into my mind. So you mm-hmm. see them, they take off from the airport. They all just run to get a taxi. Now, don't you think... Before I would put my stuff in the taxi, mm-hmm. I would like mm-hmm. be like, meet up, meet up, meet up. Do you, mira, you know where like, this you, is? Do you know, do you know where this is? Because I don't think I want to be in a car while we on the highway and you calling your grandma to stop at your cousin's house so that Uncle Pookie <laughs> can tell you where to go. But then you still don't know where to go. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Where,
4: where, where is I, the- Honestly, I think that you would be good at the show because you, you're paying attention to like the little things. So it, a lot of the time there's a mad dash out of the airport. A lot of people think, well, you just want to be in the first taxi out of the airport. And sometimes that's right. If you know that you're going to, I don't know, if you're in New York and you have to go to the Statue of Liberty, like your taxi driver is going to know how to get you close to the Statue of Liberty, you would hope. But if you're going to some orchestra, whatever, right. who, like who knows where... I I will we always as as much as we could always ask so I'm I'm like a weirdo nerd so before I went on the race I knew I wasn't going to be fast I knew I wasn't going to be strong but I knew I'd seen every episode and I was going to be smart so one of the things I said in casting was I learned how to say do you know where in, Damn. like, 11 languages. And they said, okay, rattle them off. I was doing it in Russian and, um, I don't know, Swahili at one point. And I was like, we're never going to use Swahili. And then we needed Swahili. So I think I would say to every cab driver, do you know where? Yes. And then show them the name of the thing and say that thing in English or whatever. And it was very handy. I think uh, people want to get out first and they think that's valuable. If you have a taxi driver who doesn't know where they're going. Then you're not It first. is a kiss of... Yes,
1: Yes. it looks it. And so when I travel, like I have like this, my travel friend, his name is Travis. And like for our birthdays, we normally go places and he always Mm -hmm. thinks I'm so crazy. But I always at any like little gift shop or at the airport, I always try to learn like how you say hello, how you say bye, Mm -hmm. how you say my name. And I like to learn like three little phrases. And trust me, when I tell you I'm a survivor, I I can use those three phrases that might be like good morning, but that good morning will get me any everywhere that I know. And so totally. my friend, Travis, he always plans out these like excursions. Like we go to Europe all the time because he has like this fascination with okay. castles. And so we were in like Luxembourg at one time and we had to take this two hour train to get to this castle. And so he's just really good with the planning and providing our itineraries. I'm what I don't give myself credit enough that I find on these trips is that my sense of direction and my sense of like reading a map and figuring out like the public transportation like system in another language I'm really good at it you and so on this my mm-hmm. friend he is like it's like he's like very very some like type A so I we get along because I'm very like I can just go with the flow so if he get lost, he'll get real frustrated. And then I'm like, well, if you look at the map, it goes blue that way. But where we try, like, you know, and i be figuring it out, but he don't never like to give me credit. But I, like, you know, I was, a lot of that stuff, I was thinking, like, I think I really would be good on the base race. Because before I'm getting in the taxi, I'm like, first of all, what's your name? How you doing? Always. Where, where is this at?
3: Do mm-hmm. you know
1: how to? Okay, no, we gonna wait for the next. And so I, I definitely think that people rush, but I, I, I do think, there is a the essence of slow and steady.
4: I mean, slow. I, we weren't. I mean, we, but- called, we called ourselves slow and unsteady. It was kind of like a little <laughs> joke that we had, which is fine. That's the other reason those internet cafes or the airport internet, whatever, are valuable because you know the country you're going to, and so you know the language they speak in that country. So, at the very least, learn to say. We're in a race or please go fast or stop here. Like little things that you know you're going to need in that particular language and write it down in your little notebook and you'll have it. And those things are helpful. The asking the name I always did. I think um, cab drivers or instructors at a challenge, they appreciate the fact that you, you know, you, you say to your cab driver, you know, you're doing a great job with their name and they're really and they get into it. And so I think making them feel like they're part of your team gets them more into it than okay, great, I'm driving these people around to help them win money and I don't really care. So I <laughs> right. think the way that you're thinking and the way that you feel about things is actually, these are super valuable things to have on the race. And now I want to see you go on it because I feel like you have the right <laughs> skills to do it.
1: Yes, I'm trying to win. So, Let's get
4: you on. Yeah, listen, um,
1: well, when the world we talk up? to? <laughs> yes. Figure it out for me, Brookie Pooh.
4: We might know some people. Um, when they got to
1: the orchestra and mm-hmm. it was the landfill, and so, this was another one of those, like, misleading, not misleading, but it was like, want to get musical. So, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, would you be good at musical? And so, then I am thinking, like, if I, would I want to do this where I would send this to my partner? And I, I probably, I, because I used to, funny enough, I used to play the cello, third, fourth, nice. fifth grade. So, I probably would have been like, let's get musical. I want to do it. And also, like, how does it feel? I'm really good. An angel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really good at putting stuff together. Like I can put IKEA stuff together in my sleep. I that's another hidden me
4: too. Okay, I find it incredibly. I have one cousin and I, and she and I both find putting IKEA furniture together relaxing. I just think there's something to be said for following directions and putting things together. Yeah. Now I need three people to lift the furniture because again, strength (laughs) of a wet noodle. But I do like the the following directions and knowing I've done something right and it's not subjective. So it's good. But I loved this orchestra. I love the fact that it was little kids playing instruments that, you know, came from trash basically and repurposing garbage into something that's so beautiful. And I, this is one of those tasks that I really like the amazing race for, because I feel like it's not just seeing something pretty in the world. It's seeing people do good with
1: Yes. With nothing. And I, said, I just,
4: I loved it.
1: The roles in the concrete jungle. Okay. Like that, you know, that's how I think of it. And so it was interesting to see because, um, am I saying her name right? Iswar. Is it Ishwar? Ishwar, I think. Ishwar. I'm, I'm
4: never going to get it right. I apologize. Appall- I think it's Ishwar now that I've I've heard it a lot of I times.
1: I just knew, well, I'm going to call him Ishi. I just uh-huh. knew Ishi was going to kill it, okay? Because, like, he's like, I'm, I guess I'll use my engineering skills. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Engineering should be able mm-hmm. to, baby mm-hmm. boy, struggle like no other. I also was cracking up, oh, and ooh, let me get my Brookie Poo notes out. So <laughs> I also thought it was so funny, Madison and Riley, they were the first team there. And they... Sucked. But here's another <laughs> thing that I feel like I was almost glad that they sucked a little bit because it got me to get a little more face time with them. And um, I didn't think that they were that attracted the first two episodes. But as I started getting into Madison, Madison is the one with that, that wears the yellow. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, Madison, I see you. I was like, okay, I- I'm seeing the beard look. So I actually was growing more affectionate for Madison and Riley a lot this episode, even though they freaking sucked at it. And I also loved how the Alliance... Was helping each other. Yes. Having chi. And I think even at one point, and this is again why I was rolling my eyes at Alana and Leo. I think when Will asked for something and she was explaining it, Leo was like, You don't need to explain. Like he like he said something to the effect of like, you don't have to explain it to him or something. Like, first of all, boo-boo, we in an alliance and you don't even know. So mind Joe Cello, okay?
4: I feel I feel a little badly because I feel like they're on an island by themselves. And then I'm thinking, no, they're not, because Michelle and Victoria are are not really in an alliance. And Kaylin and Haley are not really in an alliance. But I did like D'Angelo came in. He's the self-proclaimed Ikea king. He nailed it.
1: (laughs) He did a good job. Nailed
4: it. And then James gets it. And Leo is salty. And then James cries. So I cry. And then they're talking about having babies and how they're in love. And I love love. And I just thought that was wonderful. And then Chi, for the first time, doesn't get something right off the bat, but he gets it pretty fast. But it's the first time you see Hung and Chi struggle at all, which I actually enjoy because
1: it's nice
4: to see that they're not just amazing at everything without having to try.
1: I thought, and I don't know, I guess we should save it, but you know I jump all over the place. I thought Hung and Chi were... The cutest. I also thought them even fighting and talking about how their right. communication right. style does, is not well, and then the fact that at the end when she was like, "My communication in this race is like you know, or in our like in our life has always been a problem." And I was like, "Oh, you come on, yes, y'all, this better be couples therapy." I also thought it was so cute when after they left the one challenge and went to the other one, and um, they're like starting to get it, and um, she is like, "Do you want some water or anything?" I'm like, "I don't want no water, boy. <laughs> focus on the melons. Okay, focus on the melons. I was like, oh, you know what? Listen, I'm trying to find me a, chi- I'm trying to find me a chi that looks like a medicine that has, <laughs> <laughs> that has the heart of a James, the body of a D'Angelo. and and
4: Ishwar. You know, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> we just have to make a combo platter for you from everybody, and we're yeah. gonna find that. We're gonna find that. But anyway, Leo gets it, Madison gets it, Michelle gets it. Ishwar struggles, and I'm I now find myself cheering for them and being like, just get it, just get it. I want them to get it, and. Um, a partner is sitting there going, I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. And that is, that's gotta be the worst. I mean, it is the worst, but like to sit there and know you can't help, even if you wouldn't be good at the thing particularly, but you can't even do anything. And this is one of those situations where your partner's doing the roadblock and you are not near them. So you can't even see how they're doing. So all you know, is you hear someone running and you don't even know who it is. So that's, all the roadblocks that we did, there was only one that was like this. And it was when I was back making a ladle and, and Scott was, you know, by the judge. And so he couldn't see how we were doing. And that's got to be so nerve wracking because you have no idea how your partners do it. And you can't encourage them. So I felt for her and I felt very much for him. But he kept his head up. He kept going. I liked that. Even Kaylin, who was way behind and it took her four plus hours to do this thing she didn't seem to, I mean, unless they just didn't show it, but she didn't seem to break down or really get down on herself. They just kept a very, this is a whole group of people with very positive attitudes.
1: Right. Or I'd very positive attitudes. Okay? I don't know.
4: I mean, nobody curse it. Come on.
1: I'd be throwing the cello down, screaming, but- so then they all get through it, and mm-hmm. then they get, it. And, and what what do they call, is this the, what they call a detour or a roadblock? A detour?
4: That was the roadblock, because only okay. one person could do it. So they all get through the roadblock, and then they head to make this national drink of Paraguay, um, and they get to the Yield, which nobody uses, which each foreign partner should have probably used, because there was only one team from behind them, and which Leon and Alana say, we don't need to use it, because Will and James are in front of us, so clearly everything is personal. And... Right. Fine, that's fine. You want to get people back; it, it keeps it interesting. As, I'm, I'm not against that. It's as okay.
1: much as I'm hating them, I'll probably be the same way too. Like, me too. okay, I, I would be trying to like let me just get in front of Willa James so I can just use this yield. But I think, and even in my game of Survivor, I think that that actually kind of got caught me up. I allowed it to be so personal that I couldn't see that I couldn't, I could not see that if I didn't allow it to get so personal in the moment, I could have saved myself. And right. so I really want Leo and Alana to get off of Willa James and actually think strategically because getting them back might feel good in a moment, but there actually might come a point where you actually have to like use it to save your own butt. Yes. So hopefully in France, they let it go.
4: <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know because I've made it a point to not know how long any of these teams last. I mean, I have my guess for the last three, so I don't know. But I would I would like to think that, you know, this was the leg right after Leo and Alana were U-turns. They're probably just still a little bit salty and it'll probably fall by the wayside and they'll probably be more strategic about it in the future. I don't know how long they hold a grudge, but who knows? Um, I don't know how long either of those teams are still going to be theirs. But for right now, I like to think that, you know. It was just it was very fresh wounds, and, right. and the wounds will heal, and, and they'll start thinking about it as a, like not in a way of we're Will and James, we should yield them as opposed to, is there someone behind us, or are we at the back? do we need to save ourselves? And I think that'll happen. I think they're very logical people. But, yeah, what do I know? I don't know. They may be lunatics next week, who knows. Um, so this I find interesting. After nobody uses the yield and they make this drink that tastes like tea but looks like grass, they <laughs> then have to do this. It's So this is the detour, a choice between two tasks. The interesting part about this detour, it was they call them switchbacks. So these are two detours that have been on the race before, um, like a dozen seasons ago. And I remember these because I, like Will and James, am a ridiculous lunatic super fan. And if it was something that I could try at home, I would always try it at home. So Will and James do this balancing a bottle detour where they, ba- um, yeah, where they balance the bottle on their head to music. And then they show home footage of them trying it at home. I was dying. I was dying. I have that footage. I definitely tried this at home back when season 20 was on. So I have, did you record so yourself or
1: did you have someone record you?
4: I mean, I, this was God knows how many years ago. So I'm sure I don't actually have it that I can send you right now, but I know I've done this. Um, For a multitude of reasons. I've done this. We could talk about it later. But anyway, they practice at home. They are super fans. I love this. They go bananas when they get it. And I'm just like super proud of them. And I love the fact that they come in first. They win themselves $5,000 a piece. And they're going to Paris in first place. I just have like an unhealthy love for super fans. (laughs) I enjoy them. I like the snark. I like just they run out of the detour saying good luck to everybody. They're just very positive and they're so proud of themselves. And so big fan.
1: It was exciting to see them uh, do well. Also to kind Mm -hmm. of jump around a little bit. Yeah. Iswar and Aparna, they really kind of stole my heart because when they got there, I think, was it Leo and Alana that were leaving? Yeah. And mind you, so they was, okay, mind you, bro, I think I'd just be obsessed with Leo and Alana. But I felt like <laughs> Aparna was like, guys, guys, and, and they was keeping it moving. And she was like, yeah, like, what's going on? They're like, no, no one's in there. Good luck, good luck. And so I'm like, you swear in the partner, they have to kill it. Or, and they you know, did. And they did. I was like, yes. I'm like, okay. So although y'all might be engineers and y'all not that good at engineering, I think <laughs> what your skill is Is that They're good Under pressure mm-hmm. I think that comes From all of that Studying Or something But they didn't sweat Because I'd be shaking Okay first of all I'd be trying to twerk With the wine bottle And I may or may not Have done that before So listen I, I, I would have been good I At this challenge that Okay. Video. <laughs> um,
4: I will say I took notes on the people Who were doing the detours And I, next to them I just wrote They are the cutest things Doing this Because Aparna lays down On the ground And you have to like Put your little legs up And she's like swimming With her arms Like it was just the cutest thing I've ever seen and I like the fact that they jumped. They jumped a lot. They were yes. way in the back and they ended up fifth and they were so shocked and so proud of themselves. And I was I don't know why I was proud of them. I just thought I like the brother-sister relationship. I like the fact that they were they knew they were so far behind and they just were calm about it. And then she was like breaststroking while she was laying on the floor with Bra- a bottle on <laughs> her head and I love that. I just thought they were I like that. Um also, I loved Michelle and Victoria when they got to the bottle balancing. They went from seventh place to second place. They killed They you. were so supportive of each other. They get to the mat and they're like, I love you. No, I <laughs> love you. And this is the
1: best we've ever been together. I where, love our like, sister bonding time. I was like, yes, come on, sisters. And I yes. like the fact that they spicy and rough around the edges, but they still able to kind of like pull it together. And again, why I'm starting to get more of a liking for Amazing Race is you just never can tell like you're and which I try to like apply this to my real life. So, you know, as I'm using this to distract myself from <laughs> real life, I'm right. like, it doesn't matter what place you came in. The opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Like, as long mm-hmm. as that, like you don't give up, you never know where you could be. And so I was like literally looking at them like, OK, Michelle and Victoria, I'm going I'm to need a little Michelle and Victoria in my life this week. That's what I'm going to try to like, focus on. And like, it don't matter what place I'm in. So because I finish it, you just never know. Keep staying consistent. I also was interesting with Hung and Chi, okay? Because Chi, mm-hmm. sh- I mean, Hung couldn't get it, okay? she look, First of all, it looked like Chi was ready to go. It looked like he would have done the yeah, whole challenge she... for both mm-hmm. of them.
4: Mm-hmm. I actually really liked that they struggled a little bit. It made them seem human. They were, they seemed a little bit like robots who did everything well and you just programmed like first place into them and they were like, okay, <laughs> here we go, first place. And so I really, I kind of liked it that they, that they couldn't do it. I am of the mindset that unless you really, really can't do something, you never switch because you don't know where everyone else is on the other half of the detour. And that's it's always very dangerous. But Hung can't do it. So they go to switch and then they get the watermelons. And like you said earlier, she just like bears down and says, don't talk to me about water. I don't care. Like, just let's just do this. And they just
1: they barrel through. They kill it. Now, D'Angelo and Gary. Now, here, this is what, first of all, D'Angelo, you said you was good at putting IKEA furniture together. Okay. And when they first got there, they really explained to us like they knew what the hell they was doing. So I'm like, oh, they won't kill it. But I, I I don't know. I feel like I love D'Angelo and Gary watching them because it's like they're overconfident, which I mean, I think that you should be overconfident. But I just think it's funny because then they get frustrated at each other and I love it. But I'm just like, y'all were the only ones there Y'all were taking all your time. Y'all said that y'all understood the pattern. Y'all was like, I'm like, where? I'm confused as to where it went wrong. Then I was cracking up when they was throwing the watermelons at each other. I'm like, why are y'all throwing the watermelons at each other when you guys are like six, six watermelons high? Like you could miss and knock the whole thing down. What are you doing? At Harry? each other, at the trees, at the truck.
4: They're splitting all over the place. I think their problem was that, and only because from like however many years ago they didn't take the time to sort of like settle them into place between the other ones they were more of just stacking instead of like packing them in and i think that that's more right. what madison and riley did like they built one half of the tower before going to the other side and giving them basically a wall to build up against which was very smart they raced very smart I, they're gonna make it to the end they' i yeah yeah,
1: I, I wouldn't even be mad. Okay, as long as Madison keep that yellow hat on. Well, now not- that
4: you've gotten a good look at them, you're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I'm not that mad. Y'all don't even got to talk that much. Let me. Let's just see Madison. Okay, um, and then, at first, then I was like, is Riley not that cute? But then towards the end, when they had like their hats backwards, I was like, oh wait, Riley kind of cute too. But are they <laughs> twins or just brothers? And isn't that really what the race is about? I, no, I don't think they're twins. I mean,
4: no, I don't think they're twins
1: because uh, I was then I, I was getting confused. But it I was is like, that oh, correct? Okay. us if we're wrong. Right. I'm listen. They love to correct me when I'm wrong, so they would let us know. <laughs> so they're probably not. So then the sisters, the girls, they struggled the whole time, and they got to the dance thing. And but here's the one thing that I will say about them: I didn't feel like they had a defeated attitude the whole time. I still <laughs> felt like she was like, "Listen, I don't care how long it's going to take for this cello to get done. I'm gonna get it done." They got to the wine little thing. They did that, and even when they cross, he's like, "Are you guys surprised to know that you're the last place?" And then they're like, "Bitch, no, we know we ain't last, okay?" Yeah,
4: I will say they did the the bottle thing in three tries. They did a good job, but it was just you know too little, too late at that point. They were just so far behind. And Amazing Race has a great way of editing things, so. It showed that they were trying to get into the park or to the plaza at the same time. But we all know it wasn't exactly the same time, which is fine. <laughs> but this is the first of what is usually three non-elimination legs. Although I'm not sure if they count that first leg as a keep racing. I have to do the math in my head. So nobody goes home this week. And now here's why I like the blondes now. Not that I didn't like them before, but why I now have a special place in my heart. Because at the very end of the episode, they talk about needing the money because their dad doesn't have proper medical treatment and so now they want to take care of their dad. Okay, well, now I want you to win the whole right. damn thing.
1: I was like, I can't even be mad, even though I ain't right. mad at y'all. But, like, yeah, that maze of racism is uh, it's definitely a family oriented gives you the, it, first of all, Tugs I just on can't your say it was just, it was what I needed to watch tonight. I know, okay, I know. just it literally would like hit. I don't know if you ever like be hungry and then like you make some food at home. And I'm hungry all you the time. It, you'd I'm be not. like, mm, <laughs> that hit the spot. Like, mm-hmm. that, like Amazing Race hit the spot. Although it was supposed to double hit, but. I'm fine. I could wait till next week. Okay. We got bigger fish to fry. We need to, uh, you know, figure out some of some, this something called democracy or something <laughs> they got to do. But, um, you know, I got we to, have to get bigger. that huge
4: map back on our TVs and see who's winning, you know, a couple states in the West, a couple states in the South, and listen. keeping our fingers crossed okay. and hoping for the best.
1: Listen. Back to reality. And <laughs> Enough listen. with
4: reality TV. Back to reality
1: something but at least i can count on you to come back next week so we you can just it. cover this other double half and a half All of a double half yes. that wasn't half okay exactly well thank you Brooke.
4: Have oh, a, thanks for having me
1: a great week fingers crossed
4: <laughs> this is exactly what i needed so thanks and see you next time au
1: revoir au me merci beaucoup exactly Puh, puh, puh. I said it's a pup pu pu I said
0: it's a pu pu puh. I said it's a purple pants
1: premonition And we are back this week with our purple pants premonitions. It's such a staple here at the podcast. I'm so excited Um, anytime I get to have a reading or we, cause you know we go together if you mm-hmm. listen to this podcast we get a reading from our boy Gangsta Gurry what's poppin' baby boy?
3: Hey baby boy,
1: what's Gucci? What's happening? it? <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's a crazy time here child. It, you know these battlegrounds is real spiritually okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, physically and, mentally, physically, emotionally, <laughs> Well... Wow. And stately, okay? okay. So I definitely think we, me—I mean, we—but me, you know, I'd be needing a word from you, mm. um, in regards to what's going on. But before we get started on this week's purple pants premonitions, I did get a couple of questions in my inbox over the past couple of weeks asking about what actually is the purple pants premonitions. And at first, you know, Spicy Bracy was getting ready to come out like, "What's your name?" <laughs> but we do have to realize that as the universe allows this podcast to grow, we've got some new listeners that may not have been around for the inception of purple pants premonition so take it away baby boy and let them know what purple pants premonition is what it is that you do and what it is that you are providing to us because okay listen because you definitely are providing a service okay Mm, some people pay thousands of dollars but because you are a listener of the purple pants podcast you get this free once a month but all right let me shut up and let me (laughs) let you take it
3: okay listen praise the lord for new listeners okay because we always love increase we love being able to connect with new people and listen if this is your first time or you're a repeat listener to the purple pants premonitions we're super grateful to have you here um but for those of you that don't know me i'm gangsta gurry um gg if you're nasty i am a reiki practitioner a tarot card oracle card reader slash healer educator um in new york and the purple pants premonitions is an opportunity for us to really take a look at ourselves really take a look at what is happening with our spirit maybe what our soul is feeling what our energy needs and be able to focus on some things that may be going on in our personal lives and how can we find our own grounding how can we find kind of like that reminder that like oh like shit it's gonna be okay like or this is what i need to pay attention to this is what could be happening in my atmosphere over a specific period of time and it gives you a little bit of like insight uh, and preparation as to what you could be doing on your end in order to get ready for whatever is coming up in you know a period of time i like to think about this as like within a month's worth of time, how can you really ground yourself, how can you really get yourself ready for whatever is going to be coming your way. So I'm super excited to be back um, on the Purple Pants podcast this week uh, to bring you guys basically just like a little bit of insight, a little bit of grounding as to what is going on in the month of November. So as you guys uh, already know, we are in the midst of a battle, bitch, okay? We are in the midst of a battle to the presidency, and I know I can only speak for myself, I don't know how you guys have been feeling, but this has been a very, very stressful, very overwhelming time. It's very much like things are in utero. Things are in flow, like things are up in the air. We don't know where things are going. Um, And it's always important for us to be reminded that like, even though we don't have all the answers, we can still take care of ourselves. And what are some of the things that we need to be focused on in order to help us stay mentally clear throughout this time? Um, As we have kind of like gotten into November already, we know that the full moon, there was a full moon that happened on halloween october 31st we know that uh mercury just went direct uh in libra it should be moving into scorpio hopefully in the next couple of weeks but mercury is the planet of communication so i know y'all be hearing about mercury retrograde and stuff like that um so mercury retrograde has finally gone direct we're in the shadow period i believe until um the middle of november right before the new moon that we have in scorpio on the 16th um so this is a time where you have been really kind of like looking at yourself from a new sense of awareness, from a new sense of like, okay, like I'm not the same person that I was like a couple of months ago. I'm not the same person I was a couple of years ago. What narratives have I been holding on to? Are some of these narratives that I've been holding on to in regards to how I see myself, in regards to my passions, in regards to how I think others are viewing me? Is this holding me back right now? And what can I use at this very moment in time to make sure I'm getting a little bit of grounding? So I wanted to format this question or format this uh, reading slash like I like to call the message just from your higher self. How can I remain grounded in the midst of the battle? So let's go ahead and see what messages come up. Um, I like to use a tarot predominantly for these types of readings to help guide. So I'll be using the Akamara Tarot deck, the Kickstarter deck that I received a couple of months ago to see uh, where the energy is going to be leading us throughout the next couple of weeks. How can we remain grounded in the midst of the battle? So let us see what messages we have today. All right, so our first message is coming up represented in the three of canes, um, traditional three of wands. So this is all about being reminded that we are progressing, we are moving, things are changing. You have been putting in the work recently, but in a different capacity. Like, have you been putting in the work when it comes to the way that you look at yourself? Have you been putting in the work when it comes to just like, I think of, uh, especially in the midst of this heavy political time, like, have you been allowing your communities and helping your communities and being a part of just like this last little bit of push during this presidential time like so I think of the type of supports that you've been offering to people around you some of the conversations you've been having with your loved ones maybe it's just like you know being a sense of encouraging word for people around you And you've been taking that on and you've been feeling a lot more of that pride in you just being able to show up as a version of you that you may not have been able to before so I think of this as you know maybe uh, feeling a little bit of shame around talking about some of our desires maybe feeling a little bit of uh, shame around you know talking about what our dreams are we get so caught up sometimes in thinking that like our dreams are not worthy or we're not worthy and maybe you're feeling a little bit of this forward movement as you are continuing to look at what it is that you truly desire what is it that you truly want and how are you working harder to get to this place but keep in mind as we see uh the 10 of cutlass which is going to be the traditional 10 of swords um this is all about uh being mindful of the thoughts being mindful of the beliefs that have been kind of like stabbing us in the brain, right? So we have all of these mental things that are like going on with us right now, all of these negative thoughts that are keeping us out of our divinity, that are keeping us out of our flow, that are making us feel all over the place, like we're not doing the work, like we're not being great, like we're not uh, showing up the way that we feel like we should be showing up. And this is a time for you to figure out what are some of those swords that are really cutting off the air supply to your brain, that are really cutting off the um, positive reinforcement, the positive movement forward for you right now. You have to keep in mind, like, if you are doing the work, right, and if you are uh, in the midst of the battle and you know that things are not feeling very, very stable for you, um, if you continue to focus on the things that are not feeling stable then that is going to continue to perpetuate itself so it's all about recognizing what you are doing and what you have done not thinking about what you didn't do last week what you were like last year like this is a time for you to let go of some of those old thought patterns, some of those old beliefs some of those old like things Cause Thanksgiving is coming up child so it's like maybe you'll be at war with some of the people in your life, maybe you have a very different opinion than some people around you and this is a time for you to step into your truth and step into that reality, a really huge sign to transition on and let go and really pay attention to some of the things, some of the thoughts, some of the feelings that are not in alignment with you anymore, which is represented in the Six of Cutlass. So this is the traditional Six of Swords. And this is all about moving on, girl. This is all about, you know, taking uh, stock of what's happening in this moment and being like, all right, like I'm done. We out we gucci like i don't want to deal with this anymore and i know what works for me like what are some of the thoughts that i do take on and i believe are truly aligned to my highest good and what are some of the thoughts that i know that i need to just like put away and let fall by the wayside or maybe some of the beliefs that do not align with where i am in my life anymore so i want you to think about what are some of the things in this time right now specifically related to how you've been feeling maybe a lack of passion how you've been feeling like you maybe haven't been doing enough maybe You've been feeling like you aren't achieving, maybe you aren't ascending in the way that you anticipated. And it's just like, is that a you thing? Or is that somebody else making you feel like you haven't done enough? makes me want to pass on to you. I get this feeling around like career stuff, life stuff, and thinking about maybe what you thought you wanted last year, maybe what you thought you wanted when you were a child, and you still holding on to that mentality, you still holding on to that ideal, that dream, and not allowing it to transform, not allowing it to become bigger, not allowing it to become uh, a very different reality than what you may have thought of uh, sometime in the past. So it's just like getting back in gear with the plan, getting back on uh, Uh, the path to the straight and narrow to whatever it is that you are working on manifesting in your life. What you're working on bringing to your reality and knowing that this takes you really going inward, you really going deep, which is represented with the lover's card in reverse, which is uh, titled Marasa. Um, So Marasa in this deck Uh, is represented as the twins uh, in Haitian voodoo, I believe it's gonna be in voodoo, so Marasa Jumo. They are two separate entities who share one soul, sometimes revered as becoming a third beard, which is the spirit of the psychic connection between the twins. But this is all about keeping in mind, hope, charity, and faith are your three virtues. So I want you to think about the word hope. What does it mean for you to have hope? Are you feeling hopeless? Are you feeling uh, hopelessness? Are you feeling hopeful? Or do you tend to err more on the side of just like always thinking negatively or always kind of like denouncing what is coming your way? Giving charity to others. So being charitable with your time, like being able to offer some of your energy, being able to offer some of your wisdom. Like people are asking for that. Like, do you know yourself enough in order to be able to share with others? Do you know that giving to others is what allows you to have your spirit filled right now? And how can you provide some time in the midst of this battle ground in the midst of this battlefield in order to be like no like I love myself because I have established this for me I have worked really hard to really feel confident about me doing this and I can see the progress in this and now I want to be able to offer this back to other people and then also having faith that all of these things are going to fall into place so being reminded that you know faith without uh, works is dead so it's just like faith is all about keeping in mind that no matter what is happening on the surface you may not know the answer in the end but you do know that it's all going to work out for your highest good because that's what you work for. So this is an opportunity for you to call those three components, those three virtues back into your life as you are moving forward throughout the month of November. So I want you to keep in mind, when you feel some of those like, you know, icky thoughts coming up, who are you talking to, to let go of some of those beliefs? When you are thinking about some of the, you know, moves that you want to make in your life, do you feel like you're worthy enough? Do you feel like you have to make a pivot and maybe change the plan that you had going on in order to see some things come to pass? And then also keeping in mind, what are some of the swords that you are removing from the sorcerer's stone child? So it's just like, what are the keys? What are some of the things that you got to add to the pot in order to loosen up the sword, you know, make sure that you are recognizing like you're speaking life into yourself. You're speaking positive energy over the things that you are taking over and some of the actions that you are putting forth. And how are you noticing that you are overcoming, you are succeeding. And maybe some of the people, maybe some of the patterns that you have uh, taken on from people in your life, from your family, from your friends, like what are some of the things that do not align anymore? This could be in some of your relationships with some of your friend groups. uh, And noticing that maybe some of the people that you thought were some of your close friends aren't the same level of closeness as they used to be. And that's okay. We all grow up, we all transition on. It's about how do you accept that in this moment, okay? So I want you guys to keep this in mind as you are going throughout the month of November, as you are feeling that battle on a global level, as you are feeling that battle internally, how do you call peace into your environment? How do you call uh, charity? How do you call hopefulness? How do you call uh, that level of faith into your life over the next couple of weeks? So, that is going to be your pants premonition for the month of November. I hope that you all have a wonderful holiday season, especially getting ready for turkey gobble gobble days, I like to say. And I'm going to kick it back over to Bryce in the studio. Thanks, Bryce. It's a purple pants cake.
0: It's a purple pants cake. If you hurry up whip, it's a purple
1: and we are on to one of my favorite segments of the podcast. It is Purple Pants Pick, where you, the listener, get to pick where you're me, baby boy, says. That's right. Every Saturday to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, I will post up an image of me looking cute and fly and skimty. And I'll ask the question, drop your topic Purple pants pick, and that's right. You get to write whatever it is that you want your baby boy to talk about, whether it is the selection, whether it's love, whether it's music, whether it's food, whether it's what type of toenail color I like. You pick, I say. So let's get into this week's. I don't know what the hell that was. Let's get into this week's purple pants
0: picks.
1: Audrey, what you got, boo?
0: In the first purple pants picks, Jason underscore Costello asks, Wendy Williams on The Masked Singer.
1: Yes, Jason. So listen, I, I did see some clips of that. Wendy Williams was on The Masked Singer. I think she was like lips uh, and she sounded a mess, but she was singing the New York song. But listen, I got some more Wendy Williams tea to talk about. So listen, so I saw that. So yeah, it, she was cute or whatever. Okay. Okay. Her being on The Masked Singer makes me believe I could be on The Masked Singer. Okay. Okay. Because listen, you know, might be me, might be you, might be, okay, y'all would never know. But listen, let me give you some tea on the Wendy Williams. So I've been hearing rumblings around the street. And then if you guys watch the Wendy Williams show, know that they, I think it was like two weeks ago, Um, there was a clip of Wendy Williams where she was like talking about uh Rosé, Rick Ross, and she actually people were alleging that she was high and anyone that knows Wendy Williams I have a I have a love for Wendy Williams back in the day when I was in high school she actually used to have the morning show here in Philadelphia so I used to always listen to Wendy Williams but Wendy Williams has been very open about her drug addiction in the past she used to do cocaine and a lot of other things and Everything that's going on with Wendy Williams, you know, she has uh, filed for divorce from her husband, Kevin Hunter. He has fathered another child outside of their marriage. She's been going through a lot and people are alleging that she is using prescription pills. Keyword alleging. But if anyone has seen that episode that's been floating around where she it. i I worked at a psychiatric hospital and a lot of the times we would get drug and alcohol uh people that would come in as well and you just kind of know a look when someone's high and that episode was actually really hard to watch because i'm such a fan of wendy williams and just to see her like she started laughing and her eyes rolled back in her head and it looked like she couldn't control the laugh for a period of time so it was really kind of frightening and we know that Wendy Williams has had health scares in the past like two years ago she actually fainted on air you know and it's just a lot and with quarantine her kind of going through this new chapter in her life being single her son is I believe 18 now so he's living his own life so I don't know just prayers and thoughts for Wendy Williams but yeah if you saw that episode Purple Pants Posse tweet me and let me know what y'all thought okay So I know that wasn't the Purple Pants pick, but you know, if I hear something, I got to deliver the tea to the pie. See, what's the next Purple Pants pick?
0: Knit Elizabeth wants to know, what is your favorite holiday coffee beverage? Now, you know, baby
1: boy, I love me some, okay? Some international delight. Southern Pecan. That's what I love, but... For me, what I think of the holidays, I think of like being at Barb's house and my mom, she be buying this, and I talked about this before, this blueberry coffee coffee. Ooh, it will bless your soul And come to find out My mom gets it from Walmart I don't know the name of it I'll have to ask Barb But I love some blueberry coffee Or I really love like 100% Columbia coffee Delicious But what really makes it The holidays for me Is that, you know, Barb and John They have every condiment in the world Okay, that's just like how John does I always love like around Thanksgiving Or Christmas when I'm at their house Like they got whipped cream They have like And I don't know where my Again, again we gotta revert to to mother bob she got like this nutmeg cinnamon sugar mix Ooh! so i always love to like whatever coffee that they making because i always wait till my mom get up to make the coffee then i put my whipped cream on it and then this nutmeg cinnamon sugar mix Ooh! now normally i don't really like nutmeg because you know nutmeg is such a strong aroma but baby that's what really is like my holiday mix let me know what you guys think purple pants posse What you like to drink for the holidays now mind you also purple pants posse let me get let me let me cuss y'all out real quick i be asking you all these questions and i don't be seeing no tweets and nobody be answering them okay somebody answer and tell me what your favorite holiday coffee is and oh another thing while i'm talking okay and I know y'all probably like, baby boy, you getting so animated. Yes, the Tito's is hitting another little drink that I started drinking. Not really holiday, but when I went to Chicago to see baby boy Jack and to hang out with Jatia, she put me on to the chai latte tea. Whoo, I love it! I've been drinking that all the time. Now, mind you, I can't make that myself, so I always whenever I'm at like a Dunkin' Donuts, I always just like give me a medium chai latte, hot, please. That's what I love. Okay. Let me know if y'all like a chai latte too. All right. What's the next purple pants
0: pick? Just underscore Ash 88 wants to know, what is Sunshine's wardrobe budget?
1: Just Ash, listen, okay? Because you hitting a sensitive subject for me. All right. Any of you that listen to the podcast and also follow me on my Instagram at Bryce Isaiah, you know, more recently, I have been posting my mom's videos to me. Now, my mom every morning, okay? faithfully to friends and family some of my like you know she texts Wendell she texts Jatia, uh, she like posts you know they actually get their own personal Barb's message and she texts it to my brothers we got a group chat my sister she also but for me She'll text me like photos of sunshine sunshine is my mom's daughter aka dog who I love I remember when my mom got sunshine three years ago We had to drive out three hours to the Amish country to pick sunshine up So I really do love me my sunshine now. Here's where the problem lies. My mom treats sunshine like she is a human Barb talks to sunshine like she is a human. Now, back in the day when I was younger, if like we were do something wrong, y'all always get this sweet, hi, this is Mrs. Barb. Okay. That ain't Barb all the time. Barb can cuss and Barb can yell. Okay. So I remember like coming home and my mom would be like, take the chicken out. I wouldn't take the chicken out. She'd be like, RICE! okay first of all so if like sunshine is like outside and like uh in my mom's backyard they have um not fertilization but they have like little like wood chips around the the garden so sunshine likes to chew on them she doesn't swallow them she likes to chew on them and spit them out let sunshine be chewing on them my mom would be like sunshine dropped it like my mom is crazy but my mom also loves sunshine and my mom buys sunshine's coats like she go grocery shopping, okay? Like all the time. Sunshine probably can wear a new coat each day for a whole month that has 31 days in it. And my mom thinks it's funny. I'm like, girl, it's not funny because I can remember growing up Going to school, having to wear my brother's old jeans, my brother's old shirts and my brother's old coats. OK, and I hated it because, listen, out of all of my brothers, I'm the most fashionable one. I used to like we had this eagle pullover, the Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. OK, because we were up Philly. OK, and we were up the Eagles all day. My oldest brother, Brian, had it. Then my late brother, Bevan, had it. Then my other brother Brendan had it and to start fourth grade, I had it, and you know, I was always the small and petite one, so I had that Eagle's coat from fourth to fifth grade, okay? And I would, like, die to be like, Mom, can I have a new coat? And my mom would never get me a new coat. Now, here's a secret. Here's a a Purple Pants podcast exclusive, so I will never forget. It was, like, right after Halloween, and I was so tired of wearing this Eagle's coat, okay? It was, like, right where, like, the Eagle, Eagles was spelled in, like, silver or white, baby it was like brown at this point listen i'll never forget i was coming home from school and there was like a gate and i purposely like got caught on the gate to rip the coat okay so i remember when my mom came home from work i was like mom i ripped my coat you know what barb did my other brother brendan he had a coat so and i guess he was growing out of that coat so she was like well try on brendan's coat so, do y'all know I didn't even get a new coat? I got Brenda Old Coat, okay? But yes, so more recently on my Instagram, every time my mom sends me, because she literally, when Sunshine is going to sleep, my mom would send me a video. When Sunshine is like laying, barking at the door, she'll send me a video. Every morning that she goes walking with Sunshine, she sends me a video. So, I started sharing it to my Instagram, calling it Barb's Mail. And I can't tell you how many messages I get from it and low-key i think my mom loves it too so and for the past week and a half i've been posting every day barb smell and everyone's like well geez how many coats does sunshine have i don't know so the answer to your question is the budget for her wardrobe is unlimited and i don't even know if y'all notice the details okay uh notice each day it's a new collar new harness and a new leash okay barb got issues bar bruh you got issues yes i'm talking to you if you listen to this hey mommy all right what's the next purple pants
0: pick jonathan rose 10 wants to know what are your thoughts on ariana grande did you like her new album and if I could just interject, I would just like to say that Honeymoon Avenue is and always will be Ariana Grande's greatest song.
1: Yes, for the Purple Pants production team, Audrey, you better tell us what your favorite Ariana Grande song is. Um, Hey, baby boy, Jonathan. So when I saw this Purple Pants pick, I actually was running errands that day and I started playing the album. I only got like three songs in. So I definitely think the album is cute. I did not give it a full listen. Normally for me, I like to, you know, do medicinal things and listen to albums and take a bath. And that's how I really can experience it. But I definitely like the cover song Positions. But I will have to say my probably favorite of all favorite Ariana Grande albums was her last album, Thank you, next. Now, I don't know if why I like it so much is because for my birthday weekend, almost two years ago, I went to Iceland and my friend Travis, he, if he likes something, he play it the whole time, okay? So like, when we were driving from, literally, we drove around the whole country of Iceland and so when it was his turn to drive, you know, he would put on the Ariana Grande album Thank You, next. And in the moment, I would be like, bitch, hey, if you don't change your damn song, But I really like that song got jams on it. So I don't know if it is that I'm emotionally attached from my amazing birthday experience to Iceland that I love that album so much, but that's probably my favorite Oriana Grande album. But I will continue to listen to the new album, baby boy. And I'm a DM you and let you know what I think. But you guys let me know what the next purple pants
0: pick is. Didi and Ollie want to know your reaction to Philly's role in turning out for this election.
1: Listen and listen to me very clear. Anyone that knows me knows how proud... I've been to be born and raised from Philadelphia. You know, I heard a lot of bad things happen in Philadelphia. Don't believe the headlines. A lot of amazing things happen in Philadelphia, and I've never been more proud to be from the city of Philadelphia. We sure have our issues, yes, as uh, uh, any major city does, but bang, one thing you do or one thing you don't want to do is play with Philly. And let me just tell you, okay? Philadelphia changed the landscape of this country, okay? We came out, okay? We came out in droves. I have never been so proud to be from Philadelphia. And I was talking to Dr. Amanda uh, the other day, and she let me know because we live in the same area that our district was the highest district in Philadelphia for turnout. We don't play. We did not play, okay? And we came out, okay? E A G O E S -S A. Eagles, Philly, you know I don't play about from being Philly, you know I don't play about from being from Philadelphia, I've never been more proud to be from Philadelphia, I'm sorry for screaming y'all, but listen, you know I love my city, okay, and actually, they should just change the name of the state of Pennsylvania to Philadelphia, okay, I'm here for it, what's the next Purple Pants
0: pick? underscore Amelim underscore is asking your thoughts about all the trans and queer individuals elected this week i am so
1: here for it i y'all know where i stand for our lgbtq plus okay where i stand with our minorities where i stand with our women's i am so excited one story that i loved was in hamilton county ohio where an openly gay woman Officer. I believe her name was Charmaine uh McGuffey. Y'all know I'm butcher name, so forgive me. But she really believed that the sheriff, Jim Neal, had fired her because she was openly gay. Okay? But what did she do? Okay. She decided to run against him for sheriff. And Bay Bay, Hamilton County, said we will not stand for discrimination. And Big bay, bay, guess what? She done took Jimmy Jim boy job. Yes. This is the type of stuff that i am here for Alice. i'm so here for all of the representation that we have i know that mondier jones was the first openly gay black member of congress elected okay listen richie torres was the first lgbtq plus afro latino congressman okay sarah mcbride the highest ranking transgender Public official in the United States. Okay. M. Turner was the first non binary Muslim state lawmaker in the U.S. Kim Jackson was the first openly gay LGBTQ person elected to the Georgia State Senate. Okay. Jabir. Bridgeport was the first LGBTQ plus person of color elected to the New York State Senate. Okay, Taylor Small, first transgender state legislator in Vermont. Okay, Sherwin Jones, first openly LGBTQ plus state senator in Florida. Michelle Reiner Guzby, first Black queer state legislator in Florida. Okay, just to name a few. We are here. and we are queer, baby. You hear it. You see it. We came out. Okay. Listen, I'm, oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm sorry if I'm screaming you off, but the Tito's, the T, te- you, you know, this is near and dear to my heart. You know, it is. Hold on. Wait, let me just wet the whistle. Hold on. Mm. Mm. Oh, now what's our first, What now? <laughs> the first, what's the final purple pants
0: pick? John John Rules wants to know how you were celebrating when Biden won the presidency.
1: Baby boy. So on Tuesday night, I actually stayed over at Wendell's house because we wanted to watch the election together. And I knew that we were not going to have the winner announced or the the president elect announced so you know we watched for a little bit you know baby boy baby boy was drinking and so i spent the night at wendell's house i woke up and i saw that it was still such a a dismay i went home and for the rest of the week i did not watch any of the the news i you know my mom was glued to the tv wendell my sister My friend Chelsea, my friend Sarah, my friend Dara, they all would text me, keep me updated. But I had to be real with myself in the way my mental health is set up. Like I could not just be like, you know, after four years ago, I just I couldn't do it to myself. So I all of this week was minding my business, cleaning my house, doing work. And so, actually, my best friend that is getting married, Dara, who she has two beautiful children, Peyton and Moreland, who are my godchildren, who you see all the time on my Instagram. I always, I help out with schooling with them a little bit. And so, Moreland was like, Uncle Bryce, why don't you come over for breakfast? So, my best friend Dara and I, we had planned a breakfast on Saturday. And so, one thing about my best friend is she always late, okay? She always tardy for the party, Okay. Yes, that's my friend She always tardy for the party So we had uh, plans on meeting up At around like 9.30, 10 o'clock at her house Okay, so what does she have to do but get up and answer the door so I'm like I know she ain't gonna be ready at that point in time so I had a few calendar orders to fill that morning so I filled it I got there she was still late she got like a security system on her house so I'm like knocking at the door and her fiance is like talking to me to the camera like hey Bryce I'm like I, wh- wh- what what What?" came. he like there in the shower I'm about to send Peyton down to open the door I'm like she can't even be on time to open the door so we started hanging out she was making breakfast i was playing with my god kids and although it makes me a little sad my oldest god child peyton he's only 13 uh but he's actually like six four he's extremely tall he's going through that age where he's like you know i'm still his favorite uncle but he uh he don't really want to be bothered with his uncle bryce so he's like hi uncle bryce so anyway, uh, I'm just, you know, in the kitchen with Dara while she cooking. And I am with Moreland. and, you know, my phone started going off. Barb started calling me. I'm like, girl, what's going on? And, you know, when my mom called me like more than once back to back, I get a little nervous. And my mom's like, they announced it. They announced it. And so I was like, oh, my God. So we were very happy. And so our breakfast turned into a celebratory breakfast. And so I hung out there for a little bit. And then I went home and. And when I tell you the area of Philadelphia that I live in, which is like, I don't, you know, live in downtown Philadelphia. I live in a little section of Philadelphia and baby, bay, when I tell y'all that people was out, my neighbors were out dancing in the street celebrating I've not seen people like this since almost 16 years ago when President Barack Obama won and so you know me well first of all I was a little tired from the mimosa okay I ain't even gonna lie I ain't even gonna lie I was tired from the mimosa so I took a nap I got up I could still hear the honking of the horn so I went out and I like just was embracing my community with my mask on and just like you know just feeling a sense of relief feeling a sense of camaraderie. Like I, in in this area that I lived in, I didn't live in this area when President Barack Obama won. So I've never seen my community come together like this before. So I was just happy to be around my neighbors. I even walked to Dr. Amanda's house afterwards because I just like, you know, it just was... A really good sense, a sense that I don't have to worry about certain things. And just for me, speaking from an openly black queer person's perspective, it was a sense of just a, a reassurance that, like, you know, the place that I live in they don't reject me they like you know what I mean like I, I I hard to explain but I just I just I felt a sense of reassurance and so I I enjoyed myself and so thank you for that and always thanks for the purple pants
0: picks. And just a reminder, if your pick didn't get picked this week, do not worry. Every Saturday on Bryce's Instagram and Twitter at Bryce Isaiah. That's B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. Bryce posts the Purple Pants Picks, and it's your chance as the listener to get your pick in. Tune in next week to see if your Purple Pants pick was picked. It is time, time for bad bad Advice yeah. This week's advice with Bryce says, Hello, Bryce. I anxiously look forward to your podcast every week. It's insightful, funny, and I love the recaps for Big Brother and Real Housewives. My neighbors are taking a cross country trip by car. They are both 60. One of them will only drive about five hours total. The reason for the trip is to take household and clothing to Elaine's adult daughter. Elaine is the sister that will only drive five hours. I kind of volunteered to go, not thinking the trip is going to take the full 22 hours, and I would be expected to drive at least 10 hours. Bryce, I don't like long-distance trips. Here is the issue. When they were calculating the cost of the vehicle, they included me. So the cost of the vehicle would be split three ways. I don't think that's fair. I planned on contributing to gas and tolls. I'm already helping them drive so i don't think it's fair for them to ask me to help rent the vehicle especially since they're going with or without me what do you think any assistance you can provide would be helpful thank you sean houston
1: hey sean and thank you so much for this advice with bryce so this is a. Uh Very interesting one. I in reading this. I definitely put myself in your shoes. And one, I want to say you are a neighbor that I would love to have. The fact that you are willing to help your neighbors out, the fact that you even know who your neighbors are and want to help them is simply amazing. And I feel like it, it a lot of things come into play here. I recently just went on a cross country trip with Wendell and I helped drive and I was one like you. Like let me help contribute to gas and tolls. And I actually, you know, then mowed Wendell money for gas and tolls and he immediately rejected it and sent it back and was like, I don't want your gas and tolls. I'm asking you to come on this trip. So I'm not accepting that. So I think that you think like me in a sense where I'm going on this trip and I want to help contribute. So I agree with that. However, what I don't agree with is you should not be expected to split the cost of the rental car. That is unreasonable and not acceptable. Now, this is where I feel like the problem really comes in it because again, I'm putting myself in your shoes and the type of person that I am. I don't, I I wouldn't want to bring that up. Like that would make me uncomfortable. However, I am on a road to a better price and I am on a road to speaking up and having my voice heard. So the advice that I would give you, Sean, is that you actually, you got to let your neighbors know that, hey, I am willing to split the cost of tolls and gas, Although you really shouldn't have to because you're helping them out. You are being a person that is willing to drive. Not to mention this is for Elaine's daughter. Uh, Elaine, if anything, if they are splitting it three ways. Elaine should be like, well, listen, I only drive a certain amount of hours. I let, let me pay for Sean's way since he's helping us out. That's really should be where they are thinking. However, clearly from this advice with Bryce, they're not. And so I really think Sean, we, cause I'm saying we because I'm literally putting myself in your shoes and I'm acting like these are my neighbors. We've got to put our big boy pants on and we've got to communicate to our neighbors. And let them know that you're not okay with it. And so maybe if that is in the way of a text, but you said that they're over 60. So I'm not sure if they text like that, but if maybe it's a conversation and it might be an uncomfortable conversation, but we've got to have this uncomfortable conversation. And I think that in your best interest, you've got to let them know. Hey, I am willing to go on this trip. I'm willing to help you. I don't actually really like driving cross country, but because you guys are my neighbors and I support you, I don't want you guys to go alone and I want to help you. However, I don't feel like it is fair that I have to contribute to the rental car I'm not, this is not a vacation that we agreed to go on and that we would split three ways. This is actually something that you guys are doing to help Elaine's daughter out. So you have to be man enough. You've got to be an adult enough to actually let them know that, hey, I'm not willing to split the cost of the car. I don't feel like it is my place. And you can say it respectfully, but I think that that absolutely has to be said. Almost in a sense, it's like they're taking advantage of you. They are cutting the cost because you are willing to go. Now, it's different if they're saying like, okay, we're going to stop at a hotel on the way down and okay, then I I will be willing to split it that way, but not the cost of the car. And like you said in your email, they are going with or without you. So I think in a respectful way, Sean, you need to let them know, hey, I understand you guys are going, I volunteered to go, but these are my conditions. I will help supplement the gas. I will help supplement the tolls. But I am actually not willing to supplement on the car. I feel like that is beyond the scope of what I volunteered for. You are putting it back on them. So they can actually say, you know, we don't think it's like and if and, and if they come back with something like that, then you just say, actually, unfortunately, I'm not able to go. And that way it's not on you anymore. You're putting it back on them to make that decision. However, Again, I'm putting myself in your shoes and I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to think that. Nope. We can't think like that because you not only have volunteered your time, you volunteered your service to drive. That is just completely unreasonable for them to think that you would contribute to this car that you ain't going on vacation with them. You're doing them a service and truthfully, they should be paying you for your time and your service. Because if Elaine can only drive a certain amount of hours, that means the other driver has to put that time on the road. And they're over 60, and not to say not age shaming or anything, but like, you know, they might not want to drive that long, so they should be grateful for you to step up and say like, "Wow, we've got such a caring neighbor." But again, I would feel like, oh my God, I don't want them. But we can't feel that way. You've offered your time. You've offered your service. And listen, we've got to set boundaries for ourselves. And that's something that I struggle with a lot, that I'm such a giving friend. I'm such a giving person. I will give the shirt off of my back to someone if they needed it. And this is one of the times that you've actually have to put your foot down, Sean. And so I know it might make it uncomfortable for you, but nope, you've got to set your limitations. And I think that you are perfectly within your right to say hey i am willing to help with the gas help with the tolls." but what i don't feel is reasonable is splitting the cost of the car because y'all going with or without me and you have to get comfortable with that because you're offering your services i'm sure you probably work that means you got to take time off of work are they paying you for the work that you're missing i don't think so so nope i think that I definitely understand where you're coming from and why you would ask this advice. And I am reassuring you, Sean, that you are right. You're doing the right thing by helping your neighbors. We all need neighbors like you to help out in the time of need. But also at the same time, these neighbors can't think that they about to get a break and and cut the cost on you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No ham and no Sam. So nope. just politely let them know like, hey, I'm willing to go. Willing to drive and I'm willing to split the cost of the tolls. However, this is what I'm not willing to do. And whatever their response is, if they say, oh, okay, then go on the trip. If they say, actually, no, then you just respectfully respond. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go and I wish you guys safe travels. And that's really the end of it because you are more than extending yourself and they shouldn't expect that of you. Now listen Sean Email me back And let me know If you want I can help craft The text message Or we can listen Role play On how the conversation Might go Cause you know We go together And I'm here for you And so thank you so much For this advice With Bryce And once again If you feel like You need advice With Bryce Please do not hesitate To reach out To the Purple Pants Podcast You can contact Bryce at PurplePantsPodcast At gmail.com Who's the
0: freak Freak, who's the Freak of
1: the week who's that? who's that Who's that Who's that freaky, freaky Freak Who's the Freak of the week Might be me Might be, might be Big bang On this week's freak of the week i got a juicy 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 one now listen like i was telling y'all everything that was going on with the elections i was staying away from the news i was staying away from the social media because i just the way my mental health and my anxiety was set up i just could not do it so i was minding my business and i think might have been like wednesday night i had got like a instagram notification you know on the facebook i'm in a lot of these like survivor groups okay and in one of the survivor groups, I believe it's called Survivor Fan Jewelry, okay? A class of the RHAP 2020 Raheem Fielder Bay posted a photo that said ozzy has a only fans okay and in the photo it's like a profile shot of ozzy lust and in the bio of his only fans it says cbs survivors first porno ever just dropped and i ooh, and you know me i had to take to the group and i said wait a minute is this real <laughs> okay because you know i love me a poverty i love me a seri and i've always loved me an ozzy Ain't you know, I would love them to this type of level. So, you know, the people in the group was, you know, responding back. But I said, let me take this to the Twitter. OK, let me get my purple pants posse involved. So I tweeted taking a break from the election. Somebody said Ozzy got an OnlyFans and baby, the purple pants posse went off. OK, now I had to start a thread. I said, so who's going to subscribe and send me the research? I'm doing a school project. OK, and let me just tell you, I don't know if some of these people are a member of the purple pants posse, but I. like to thank you personally baby the way my dm started lighting up okay i did not know that ozzy was in a porno okay they sent me the link and the porno was kind of sort of set up like the real world it was almost like a you know first of all yes i did watch okay the elections were stressing me out and like i said the way my anxiety is set up you know i needed some ozzy to soothe my life okay so This video was set up like it was like the real world. And, baby, oh, Chile, yay, yay, yay. Oh, ah, ah, Ozzy, okay, no, that ain't even right.
0: Ozzy,
1: baby, okay, do it hang, okay, do it hang, baby, it hangs. So, In the video, you get to see all what Ozzy is working with. Okay, but that didn't stop. Okay, because some of my purple pants posse, they didn't join the OnlyFans. Okay, listen, because we support over here, and they started sending me, I guess, his OnlyFans is a little dry. It don't got that much. But if you reach a certain level tier in the OnlyFans, he DM you a photo, and you know my purple pants posse sent me the photo. Baby, Ozzy! Lower my anxiety, okay? So then I'm like, ooh, I, I listen. This I'm saying this here and I'm saying this now. You know the 2021 calendar came out. The Zaddy calendar, that is, baby. I'm starting the committee. We need Ozzy on their 2022 calendar, okay? Listen, the 2022 Bryce Isaiah calendar might be P uh 18 and older because baby. Listen, Ozzy, Ozzy, woo, baby, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and I started with the number ten for a reason. Okay, <laughs> I'm here for Ozzy. So let me also tell you this other story. So, after everybody started sending me the videos and the photos, I'm like, I need to get in contact with Ozzy to let him know I'm a fan. So, I s- calls the Roberts, okay? I sent him a voice audio. I'm like, listen, Robert, I just discovered Ozzy has the OnlyFans and I seen the video. I'm an Only fan. I need for you to get me in contact with Ozzy. And so Rob doesn't write back because obviously he must be recording a podcast. So he just sent me Ozzy number. And I'm like, send another audio message back. Like, Robert, I cannot just text Ozzy like, hi, my name is Bryce and I'm a super fan. Like, that's weird, Rob. Like, no, I need for you to make an intro. And so I'm like, literally, no lie. I'm sending Rob like 20 voice notes back to back to back. And you know, when somebody listens to the voice notes, they disappear. So I know he's listening to them, but he ain't doing nothing. So, okay, I'm like, I'm going to pause this conversation because I'm going to call Robert and cuss him out at a later date. But listen, we need a Aussie, baby. So then I had to watch the video and look at the photos one more time. Okay, listen, and you know, so now I got Aussie number. So I text Ozzy and I was like, hi, Ozzy, my name's Bryce. I was on season 28 for a brief period of time and I'm a huge fan. Okay. That listen, I'm pulling up the text messages now. Okay. Because listen, I got Ozzy direct line and he said, Hey, what's up? And so the conversation went from there. I explained to him that I was a huge fan. And Ozzy was just so gracious, so cool, so funny. And he sent over the intro. But listen, and I know Ozzy probably won't, Uh, you know, here it is. But listen, Ozzy, I make only OnlyFans too. We don't have to make no videos, but I think we can make some cute photos with the Survivor community. Not go crazy to see a nude Ozzy. And a Bryce Isaiah And some little booty shorts Okay Listen Listen Let me know If you are here for that Okay And if you are here for that Tweet Okay Very specifically ozzy we need some content with you and bryce for your only fans yes i'm serious though i'm very serious i'm not playing okay i'll take some photos with ozzy all right but listen so y'all know what to do please go to ozzy's instagram and listen i'm i'm calling and i already called you all out because y'all don't be answering my question i need my purple pantsy p- pantsies <laughs> It's the Tito's, y'all, and I may or may not got Ozzy video up right now, but listen, I need the Purple Pants posse, okay? I need y'all to go to his Instagram, and I need y'all to tweet. Let him know he is the freak of the week at the Purple Pants pod on Twitter, at Purple Pants podcast on the Instagram, and let Ozzy know he is the freak of 2020, baby, Ooh! Sorry. Oh! I see. Ozzy ah, I, ah, I, I see. Okay. All right. Stop. All right. Stop. I'm oh, sorry. Baby Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. mm, mm. mm, mm, mm,
1: mm, mm. I can't look at Survivor the same no more watching Ozzy climb them trees, okay? You climbing them trees, baby boy. You got a tree in your pants. Okay. All right. That's enough. Cause I'm cutting out too much, but listen. <laughs> but listen, if Zaddy Ozzy is the freak of the week, that means we have come to another end of another episode. I thank you guys so much for listening. I thank you guys so much for your support. Please, if you could subscribe to my podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, the back of Uncle Pookie truck. Wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you write your baby boy a review. Okay. Give me some five stars. One, two, three, four, five. I appreciate it. And I need for you to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a cousin. To tell a Ozzy. To tell a postman. To tell a butcher. To tell a carpenter. To tell a singer. To tell a comedian. Okay. that is a. It's a.